Three, two, one, clap. clap. Uh, welcome to the Afro Otaku Podcast, episode 39, the podcast where we talk about anime, making and everything else. I'm Mr. Good Guy, a.k.a. MGG, and I'm joined here by my co-host, who will introduce himself starting right now. Hey, it's Player 5. What's going on? It's Jugger. What's good? It's Deuce. What up, what up, what up? I am Gramps. All right, we'll jump straight into story time. So, um, I... Gramps, I feel like you'd probably be better to introduce this topic, so I'm going to just let you take that, <laughs> and we'll share right, our stories uh, after. So for this story time, just to give um, people who might not understand uh, a bit of what us as Black guys have been going through um, within America, we figured we'd give people just a little bit of a taste of some of uh, the racial prejudice, uh, I guess, uh, moments that we've had within our lives. We'll just do one story per person um, so we don't end up making this a full um you know, um, Black Lives podcast episode. Um, so I guess I would start with myself. Uh, this one isn't uh, isn't too crazy, but it was something that definitely opened up uh, opened up the eyes for one of my close friends at college. Uh, we were all uh, it was me, uh, one of my other guys, y'all know Shaq, and then uh, one of our Asian fraternity brothers. Uh, he was the one driving. Uh, me and the other black guy, we were in the passenger seat and in the back of the car. And, you know, while we're riding, probably like 10 or 11 at, at night, cop pulls him over, um, checks his uh, driver's license and all that uh, registration, you know, the typical ordeal. And then uh, the cop comes comes back to the car and asks for my uh, ID and as well as Shaq's. And uh, our friend was like, uh, what the heck? Why the hell is he uh, checking theirs? I'm the one that's driving or whatever. Uh, Shaq and I were both like, man, we already know how this goes, man. It's just, you know, just the usual program of being black in America. And he was completely confused by it. And that shit, you know, uh, had him lost at the idea that, you know, that even when you're not the driver, you're also supposed to show your ID because they want to, you know, do a background check on every black person that's in the car when, you know, anybody's being pulled over, even though that's not something that's, uh, that's necessary. So, uh, that definitely opened up his eyes in that, in that situation on a little bit of prejudice on my end, something that's like, okay. Uh, I mean, I'll go next. Um, I guess I have like, uh, it's pretty much the same story, but it's happened like on two separate occasions that, um, I didn't want to put her name out there, but I mean, fucking Target. So I was at Target, <laughs> um, and uh, I was with my girl at the time, and I think I was buying like a Mother's Day gift or something like that. So I was getting a couple of like purses with her, um, and then at a checkout line, there was like this older white lady, I guess that was the cashier. You could call, let's call her uh, Susan. So <laughs> Susan decides that she wants to like, I don't know, go through every bag um that we had like inside and outside to like check if we're stealing anything and it just felt like i don't know if she did this for everybody my thought is that she probably didn't but i definitely just felt a kind of way um i would understand maybe if it was just me there but it was like me and my girl so it was like a woman's there so i just really didn't understand why she felt the need to like go through every single bag like i'm talking about she was like really digging through the bag thinking that we might have, like, stuffed something in there secretly or, like, hid something in there. And we were just there, like, shocked. Like, I didn't speak up. I didn't say anything. I was just kind of like, okay, and then went on my merry way. Um, 
And then at that time, it had felt like maybe it was just that kind of thing or like a one-off situation. But then it happened again at another Target where we bought some things and the cashier felt like they needed to go through like every single bag or every single thing and like dig through it. And I just felt like, nah, I don't know. I thought that shit was like super odd and uncomfortable. So that's mine. Next time you got to put some dildos in that motherfucker there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> or just put a fucking gun in there. <laughs> just shot the hell out of it. You gonna call the police and shoot you? Right. You know what's happened, uh, right? Yeah. There was like a there's a story of a guy in Walmart. I think I forgot I think it was in near Ohio or something, I don't know. But he was yeah. looking at a BB gun in the store and then like somebody yeah, yeah. called the police. Yeah. Dave Chappelle shit. uh ran into the uh guy who oh, did yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he said, got yeah. pulled over by the cop who ended up shooting that guy. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's fucked up. Oh, I'll go, I guess. Um, probably my the most recent story I have is I'm in business school at one of uh, the private the private universities, I guess, like in Chicago or near Chicago. Uh, and you know, universities usually try try to tout how progressive they are, but anyway. So before I think that classes before a class, they they give everyone food. Um, on on weekdays and weekends before classes start, just like a time to eat and socialize with people. Uh, one day, it was on a weekend, um, I was there for like a review session or something like that, but um, there was a lot of, there was like an event going on or something, so there was a lot of people in the building, and the line was usually a little longer than, it was longer than usual, but, so I get my food, but I'm sitting down at the table with everyone else, and then this white lady who, um, who works at the building, I guess she's like, she's one of the little servers who like serve food and shit. But she comes up to me and asks, um, are you a student here? Only, only students, pretty much only students are allowed to get food um, from Kellogg, oh, sorry, from, uh, from the food table. <laughs> but, um, I mean, yeah, I, I just looked around. I mean, I started being like an asshole towards her because I mean, clearly there, I was sitting at a table with other people. There were like white people all around me. So it was just fucked up. True. Sure. Yeah, not much else to the story. Did anybody say anything about it when she did that to you? Like the people that were sitting around you? Or um, it was just there? Yes, like one person. I mean, not to her. Like, like I told someone else about it. And they were like, oh, I fucked up, blah, blah. I mean, you know, the mm-hmm. same same old story. I'm sorry. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I got. I got a story from way back when, but it honestly is not even truly a story. The only thing that's really, I guess, like significant about it is that like the simple reason that I like remember it and kind of like stuck with me for a reason or another. But anyways, um, it was had to be either like what late seventh grade or eighth grade when like you you find out like what um, what high school like accept you. You know what I mean? I forgot like what when exactly that kind of happens. But in any case. Um, everyone in class, like pretty much already applied for high school and, um, everyone like found out, you know, what high schools accepted them and everyone pretty much knew like what high school they're about to go to. So, you know, there's talk about the classroom to find out where is everybody going? And there was this, uh, like white kid in my class, an acquaintance, not really like an enemy or a friend, just, you know, just another classmate. Right. And he pretty much asked me and, um, I, I said like, you know, where I was going. And he was like, oh, I applied there too and didn't get in. What was your GPA? And I can't even remember like the exact number. But when I said it, he said that he got like a GPA, maybe like 
like literally maybe like 0.1 or like 0.2 above mine. And then he was like, huh, I wonder why I didn't get in there. And he was like, oh, it must be because of affirmative action. Now, yeah. at wow. this point in time, I was like very, uh, what's, well, what's a good word? Like, um, I was very sheltered in the sense where it's like, it's, it would be hard for me to really get angry slash even like understand completely what happened. Like what, 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 what happens when something happens like that? You know what I mean? Like, like when you're like a kid and like something racist happens to you, you don't really process it at least at the moment as racist. But even if you don't, you still understand that something's wrong slash like you, like you feel like you've been offended. You know what I mean? And I had like that, that uncomfortable feeling after he said that and it bothered me, but yeah. At the same time, I was like, you know what? You know what? Chill. And then I said, oh, maybe. Guess I'm going there. Sucks to suck. Like, I literally said that. I was like, <laughs> okay. I mean, like, no matter how, like, in my head, I was just like, you know what? I'm like, I'm not even going to try to really even try to process it that hardcore. But in my head, I was just like, I'm going and you're not. So I just tried to like drop it, like even like subconsciously, you know what I mean? But it's like after I like started to think about it more and think about it more. And I was just like, wow, just like what a kind of like dick move to say, you know, like why was that really necessary? I, di I didn't know if it was like, like thinking back again, it's hard to process in the sense of was it just like um, that like childhood or like 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 young innocence slash like ignorance in that respect? Or if he like really was trying to figure it out? I mean, I, I don't know. It's just it's it's, it's, it's a big unknown you know what i mean but it just stuck to me in the sense that it's like for for another seventh or eighth grader to like actually have that thought that that was like a possibility in my head it's like what was the origin of him really thinking that in the first place right like like, like, like why do you think that that was the reason and I was like, could that just be like parents being touching them, like X, Y, or Z, what he's around with? I mean, like it, it started to be like, it was kind of like a chain. It was like one of those things like you think about like late at night, right? Like thinking back in your life and it's just like, snap. He could literally just been around that kind of thinking for like literally since he was a kid, you know? And like, I haven't talked to him like now, but it's curious to find out where he's at now. So. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I think his parents definitely will probably like, on that racist because I mean, how how like I don't even know if well I, I don't know what I don't when you like learn about it, but do the seventh graders know about affirmative action? I don't I don't right know like that's right. what right it was like like the concept itself is like so you know like out there at least for someone so young is that for him to actually even know about it in the first place like the his his folks or like someone he was awake they could have said don't worry about you not getting accepted like the minorities could have been taking it with affirmative action you know what i mean like i'm not saying that's what happened but it's a i just think it's a definite possibility so that definitely stuck with me for a while um so I uh, now that I like stopped to think on it, uh, there are a lot of like minorly racist things uh, that have happened with me. But uh, I think the one that sticks with me the most was I had this like a uh, diversity class uh, taught by a white woman uh, to a class of majorly white women, which is just oh, wow. diverse. Yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is the case when you go into teaching the, the majority of the people you are going to work in and learn with are white women. And so, like, it's just it was just so awkward uh, sitting in this class 
where uh, somebody is telling you what life is like in the hood, but has never lived there. And then uh, other people are commenting on what life is like in the hood, but have never lived there and don't even plan on teaching there. And then like, it's just, it's just like, I could go on for hours for like all of the, like the, the just weird racist shit that I've come in contact with. But like, um, I feel like the thing that got to me the most is like how often uh, people would just um, mistake physics for phys- physical education and just be like, oh yeah, like you're, you, you do physical education. I'm like, no, nah, fam, uh, wow. physics, like that, my major is physics, bro. And like, you, like, you don't, you shouldn't have to make that, that change like more than two right. times. And this is a class of like 12 niggas. So it ain't like you getting confused, bro. Like you just like keep in your head constantly going back to, no, nah, this nigga ain't doing science. This big nigga must be throwing some balls around. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. And I'm just like, it, it's crazy. Like I would literally have to be talking for hours about all like the little microaggressive, like low key racist shit that are get said in this class. And I'm just like, bro, none of you niggas teach with no black people, period. Cause y'all tripping. <laughs> like, yeah, that was probably like, cause you, I swear, like if somebody said like nigga to me, like every time that's happened in my life, nigga caught hands, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, bro, this was one of those situations where I felt powerless because it's like, bro, people are being racist as hell to me. Um, they are making assumptions about my ability and what I can do, uh, literally just based on my appearance. And if I wild out, then I'm, I'm going to be the big bad nigga today. You know exactly. what I'm saying? <laughs> and now imagine that shit. But like, like you were saying, there's like teaching youth and shit so now that bias is affecting how they're grading their tests and how they're doing all this other shit like i've literally had the teacher say to the class that uh these kids not some of these kids these kids in these schools have have nothing but the street i was like bitch what (laughs) (laughs) who got more education than you what the fuck are you talking about like it's it's crazy. crazy like I, yeah, it, I'm I'm done thinking about it. Bitch, you got me mad again. <laughs> All over a fucking game. And she's still teaching, I guarantee it. She's probably still teaching, getting bread. Tell, telling niggas policies about the hood. Yeah. Fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, um, did we get all the stories out? <laughs> on to a brighter yeah. note, I guess. Um, That's what I mean, story I'll time just... for the next two years. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fact. We miss hella story time. I'm gonna just I'm gonna move up to black excellence to give a little palate cleanser to this shit that we had to talk about. True. Uh, but black owned uh anime studio. Uh, this I saw this article during the month. Uh, basically, uh, two I think it's two African American uh, animators, uh, joined together to form like their own animation studio. Uh, both of them had worked on um. Uh, some pretty dope things in the past. I think a few of them, like Tokyo Ghoul, I see Bleach, Naruto. So uh, I think they list what works they've done as a studio. Let's see. Uh, Castlevania Season 3. Nice. Um, oh, that's let's dope. See. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure they contributed to. Uh, Golden Wind, that's Season 5. Seven Deadly Sins, Gitama, Tokyo Ghoul, Re. Which uh, season Seven Deadly Sins? Yeah, record of Grand and Crest War, Overlord, and One Piece. So, yeah, so basically, um, yeah, I just wanted to highlight these niggas. Like, that's dope. Um, 
I'm excited. I mean, I, I hope there's more projects on the right way and seeing more black people break into anime, which I think we've kind of been, uh, I don't know, a quiet but large group of their fan base for a while. Um, this may mean that we might get to see more of our stories or like more shows that kind of portray us in a better light um, out there, I guess, in general. Like, I mean, I think it would be dope. Um, Boondocks kind of already did a little bit of it. Like, um, I would like to see more of it in different ways, shapes, and forms. So I don't know what you guys think about it, but I'll toss it over to y'all. I want to say this of how important it is for them doing what they're doing. Uh, you know, uh, Dorian was, um, uh, we, I was watching Castlevania season three and he just kind of like popped in while I was watching it. And then he just instantly sat down and started watching, not knowing what it was about. And then like, after the scene was over, he got up and was like, Oh man, that's crazy. I've never seen anything like that. And I say, what? And he was like, bro, there were just two black people in this anime, just talking to each other. And there were there when like they were just existing, you know what I'm saying? Like they weren't doing no weird rapping. It was just like Isaac and that pirate nigga just literally talking about life. And he was like, "Bro, that's crazy. I ain't never seen nothing like that." Yep. Yep. I mean, wow. Uh, fuck. I don't even have like. I mean, it's hard to really like say it all in the words, other than just like. It's it's kind of like proof as far as at least what like black people just have always known that we've always just been able to just be good at like what we actually feel passionate about, period. I mean, like it's fuck. It's it's hard for me to put into words. It's just it's as simple as this, right? Black people are humans, and every human has a skill or passion that you're born with and can actually rock with. This is just another example of that, and I'm glad that it's finally getting a light shown. I mean, that's that, that, that's the easiest way for me to put it. I always knew it was possible. I'm just glad that it's actually getting big noise now and actually, like, really starting to bring birth even other um, elements that can just start to revolutionize, like, not just, av- obviously, like, the anime studio world, but, like, in other um, avenues, too. But just all around, this is fantastic. Oh. Yeah, um, it makes me happy to to see uh, a bit more of the diversification of the different types of skill sets that, you know, Black people have. Um, being able to, uh, I guess you could say, show off to other people saying, hey, you know, you just to remind you, we're not only good at, you know, sports and rapping and shit. Look at, you know, one thing we're also able to able to compete in. You know, uh, and just to be able to have an opportunity to show the support to, you know, um, have another um, successful black business out here. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely fuck with it. And the idea of them being able to animate something with black people in it, where we would actually be able to be correctly portrayed instead of them um, exaggerating um, stereotypes all over the place, as, you know, I'm pretty sure we've all seen in, in one show or another. So I'm True. excited for it. Yep. What's the uh, name of the of the studio again? Uh, it is called D Art Shitajiao. Uh, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right, but it's S T A G I O. Um, yeah. and actually, I said two in the beginning, but it was actually three people. So, 32 year old hand- animator Henry Thurlow, uh, and background artist Arthur Artel Is- Isom, and his twin brother Darnell. 
I'm assuming also same last oh, name. Oh, damn, Darnell? Hell yeah. So they out there. They just like, they they started in the U.S. and just moved to Japan. No, they're like, in Japan, actually. It started yeah, in Japan. Yeah, they're, they're, they're yeah, they, I mean, like, they like, yeah. are they, were they like, lived there the entire lives or did they like actually move to address the animation shit? Oh, I'm not I mean, I, you don't know. Yeah, oh, so, yeah, so you don't know. But I mean, I just want to say, because that, for them to get where they are, and I mean, I think yeah. all Asian countries are racist. So that, that means they are genuinely good at what they do. Like for them right. to even be in this opportunity, the position they're in, you know? So. Shit, if you seen Castlevania, you know they good at what they do. That's uh-huh. right. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, again, and it's not just that. I mean, like, they've been a part of, like, a lot of big anime. Like, again, just to reiterate, Bleach, Gintama, Black Butler, Lupin the Third. Even like what, even some Naruto Ghost in the Shell. I mean, like, yeah. though, though, like, not the studio themselves, but like the people a part of it have been part of these projects. I mean, we're not talking about noobs here. Like, we're, the, right. they've been like, we're in talking about some, some historical hits. moments in anime. Yeah, yeah they've been in the shits. But, all right. Well, uh, shout out to those guys once again. Um, and hopefully we get to see more of those pop up. Um, on to some other anime news. Uh, Attack on Four season tra- season four trailer dropped. Um, niggas have been hype about that. Also, it along with that trailer, they announced that that would be the final season of Attack on Titan. I guess I don't know. Shit was costing a lot of money to put out these seasons. I don't know. There's still more <laughs> Attack on Titan to be had in the manga, as far as the manga goes. So, um. I really don't understand why that would be the last season, but uh, I don't know. I'll I'll lay it to the floor and see what what people's thoughts are on it. I think that maybe the manga is about to be finished soon. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. And I think the the anime is, is close to it anyway. Yeah. Like, and for them to, if they, and I actually, if, if the manga finishes, I think they're going to eventually put out another season, probably, just because. Yeah. I mean, why not? But. It probably won't be for a while because, like I said, I think that they're already close to the, the manga anyway mm. in the story. Okay. I haven't, I haven't read the manga myself, but I have checked. The, I've been uh, keeping up with the anime as well as uh, checked out the three uh, the trailer. Um, one definitely excited, uh, even though the uh, studio switched. Um, Mappa Studios definitely like made uh, made some noise in the past. Um, let's see, they worked on like Hajime no Ippo. Um, they did Punchline, which was really good. Yuri on Ice. Um, let's see, what else is here? They also did Dododo, which was pretty good. To the Abandoned Sacred Beast. They even worked on Grand Blue, Doro Hedero. And plus, they're hitting up Jujutsu Kaisen and the God of High School coming up this year. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, like, they didn't get no nobody studio to finish this. Can off. you invest in Mappa? I'm, I'm a. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, for real. Are they publicly traded? Yo, I'm one. telling you, if, especially if they stick with Jutsu Kaisen, like specifically, nah, like they're about to get yeah. off there, off there. Yeah. So you know, be be ready for that. Um, Hold so on, the Black Studio is doing Attack on Titan season four. No, no, Mappa, no, this yeah. is Mappa, Mappa Studio Studios doing Attack on Titan season four, but it wasn't Mappa Studio uh, before. I want to say it was Wit. I have to uh, let me see if I can confirm that real quick. 
Um, but I want to say it was Wit Studio that did seasons one to three. I'm trying to check on now. Yes, that is right. So Wit Studio did Attack on Titan uh, season one to three. Um, they also did Vinland Saga, uh, Deuce, if you uh, remember that. And then uh, also Cabinary of the Iron Fortress and Seraph of the End. So, I mean, they, they were good, don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying, like, the Switch to Mappa Studio should not be a decrease in quality at all. Is pretty much my point. Um, as far as the story goes, I'd also have to check, but like I think it, it would it would be questionable if they really do make a season after this, because I think like uh, they're gonna make like like you know like how some animes end before the manga, they're gonna like wrap it up and like uh, either like based like closely based to the manga, um, but I think they're just gonna try and wrap up the story. Period. So I mean, whether like what that exactly entails, I'm unsure since I haven't read the manga to see like to make the comparison after the season's over. Um, but just know that there might be a chance, well, not might be a chance, but there's like a heavy probability that uh, this would be the last season for Attack on Titan, whether they say it or not. So. Oh. Grants, we know you hate Attack That's on Titan. Me tweaking, me tweaking. Mm. Nah, bro, I'm still salty about it. I ain't <laughs> 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 All right, on to uh, another piece of anime news, uh, Shaolin King reboot. Um, I don't know what the source is on this. Uh, Jugger, you brought this up, right? Um, I did. There aren't many details out other than just the announcement, period. Um, the only dates they really said was that it should be coming out next year. When? Still unsure. Um, okay. But it's just supposed to be a reboot. It looks like it's over, yeah. like, what, 20 years for it to be, like, when it actually ended originally. So, I mean, I, I, I personally haven't watched it myself, ain't gonna lie. But, I mean, it definitely made a lot of noise. Like, people, I mean, you know, it was hot back in the day. Oh, so dope. people are definitely gonna be excited about it now, I'm sure. Um. I just got two things to say about it. So I would say one, um, on on a side to this whole reboot trend, um, y'all niggas need to come back and finish Magi, bro. Like, I, <laughs> I mean, I can go ahead and finish the manga, but the anime was decent. Like, I don't know why that just stopped suddenly. Like, pick That's that true. shit back up, finish it off. Like, I feel like there's a couple of ones like that are in the present day-ish or like. You know what I'm saying? Still in the late 720p, mostly 1080p era where they could just like, you know, finish their weird old drop off for the seasons before we start going back to the super old shit. Now, the second point I have is doing the super old shit. I think I always felt like this was eventually going to happen because I felt like the way our culture is or where this anime culture is, like we always keep talking about putting respect on the old shit. But it becomes very hard to watch with this new thing. That's exactly how I felt about trying to rewatch One Piece from the beginning. Because One Piece will teach you, like, the amount of eras One Piece really went through. Because I there was, like, a 360p era of One Piece <laughs> all the way up to, like, the 1080p or whatever. Maybe 4K they have now. So watching that shit from the beginning is a struggle through the, like, yeah. looks, bro. It's tough. So I, I felt like that was eventually going to come. Now the thing that I think is going to be tough about the reboots is realizing that the storytelling aspects no longer scale to the current day and age. So, like, mm -hmm. that whole, oh, we got 1,000 fucking episodes of, like, nothing happening, like, that shit is not going to work. Like, niggas will shit on the anime. Like, it'll be a waste of money to reboot it, basically. So I feel like they may have to start also with the reboots, changing the way they tell the story, because, like, stuff like Rioni Kenshin, which I try to go back and rewatch, that's a slow start. Yu Yu Hakusho, same thing. If they were to take that and reboot it, that's a slow-ass start. So... I would say there's probably got to figure out a way to reboot this and also shorten it so you can still consume it in the same way we consume the enemies nowadays in order for it to like 
hit the same way and they can get that ROI. Or somebody needs to create a technology where it's fairly easy to like update the quality of these older shows without uh, much actual effort from the studio. If they can do that, then it probably doesn't matter much uh, as far as like getting it to be a huge success. I think it might depend on the anime, but at least like proof that this works, I think the perfect example would be DBZ Kai. Uh, I'm not sure if like any of y'all really checked it out, but I mean, it's pretty much literally DBZ with updated quality and a hard cut on like some of yeah. these talk scenes. Yeah. So if you if they actually are able to handle it at least like DBZ Kai, then I definitely think that it's like like they could just use that formula and like slap it with a lot of good old anime. Because uh-huh. I mean, like, it's part. almost surprising if you really like compare some of the episodes, like some of the quantity of episodes that were really dropped, but you still get the exact same story pretty much. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. like, oh, <laughs> so that's literally like you shit out there. <laughs> right. <laughs> they pretty much admit to like these are kind of useless episodes that we yeah. had just needed filler. Like, hey bro, I- let's have these niggas take the driving test. Let's see what it's like to see them drive. <laughs> like to see that, right? Yeah, little seven-year-old kids want to see these niggas get a driver's license, right? Okay. I feel like that wouldn't it still wouldn't work because like DBZ it was solidified in eternity, you know what I'm saying? Solidified as a big three. So no matter what, you'll get fans of the show to rewatch and you'll get people who missed the hype train to hop on it. Uh, that's like with Avatar. Avatar was solidified. So when they redropped it, hella niggas rewatched it. Uh, Shaman King, although one of my favorite shonens, never got solidified in that same way. So I feel like oh, if they don't rework it, it's not going to hit the same way. They just going to spend millions making this motherfucker again. Oh, okay, got you. I was misunderstanding what you said. At first, I thought you were just saying, like, it wasn't going to hit even if they rework it. Because I was like, all you have to do, yeah. if you make them action scene hit, like them action scenes hit, even for, like, a shitty slept-on anime, hashtag Demon Slayer, I'm looking at you, um, it will <laughs> turn that bitch up to 11. So, like, they can reboot a lot of shit. Like, like I'm saying, Rioni Kenshin, that's another one they should be looking at. Because I feel like if you can do the fight scenes well in that, like, in a reboot, you'll catch a whole new wave of, of niggas, bro. Because that's really what gets people on nowadays. Half time you're scrolling that's through true. Facebook and you see this clip from some shit that you're just like, what the fuck? This looks dope. But I have never heard of this anime before. And then it makes you go watch it. Like, that's how One Punch Man caught a wave, too. Because they were like, that clip of him, like, working out and doing all that shit in the hero test. That was, like, all over the internet for a while. Like, there was just a bunch of shit. So I think yeah. there's definitely a way to market it. Like, like you're saying, Player 5, if you just... You know what I'm saying? Do that little. You need to do the the. Yeah. But like, if they try and do like a Hunter Hunter, uh, Dragon Ball Z Kai, like, hey, bro, we just gonna hit up the graphics real quick and boom, bam, like here you go. Like, I don't think it's gonna cut, bro. They gotta like, like you said, they got Demon Slayer that bitch up, like, <laughs> like it was good. And I rewatched it as an adult, and it stands the test of time as a as a uh, uh, early 2000s shonen. That's that's what it is does, but. Yeah. Like you said, storytelling has evolved, animation has evolved, and I don't think the story of Shaman King was strong enough to uh, hit maximum wave potential with just a reboot. Don't get me wrong, it's going to hit a wave no matter what. Right. If they drop that bitch on Netflix right now, it's going to hit another little wave, you know? Oh, 100%. That Netflix about, like, turning this bitch to a tsunami so we get the true respect that it deserves as, like, a GOAT, niggas going to have to, they going to have to up the uh, animation. Yeah. And go with a manga That's finish. Fuck, fuck the anime finish. Anime finish was stupid. <laughs> oh, it had a separate ending? True. I've never seen it either. 
Oh yeah. Oh y'all, boy. Hey, Shaman yeah. King decent, bro. It's something decent. It is. I thought I I did the same thing you did. I rewatched it later, and I think I finished the. Uh, I read the manga ending of it too. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I'm gonna catch it next year when it comes out. It's a sleeper, and if niggas didn't sleep on it as hard as it got slept on, it would definitely go down as 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 one of the uh, big three of his time. Right. Like, it's, it's better than Bleach, in my opinion. But oh, I mean, it's, it's still known. You know, known. Like, I, I I've heard about it before. Yeah. From from multiple people, which is I assume why they're remaking it. Because same right. with like Hollywood, they just want to remake movies that they right. that they know have some kind of following, so it's less of a risk. Yeah. Because they still have to take chances. That's true. All right. Anything else on the Shaman King reboot? No. Do my All right. Best. Into some nerd adjacent news. So I guess the internet was big mad. I seen. I guess on both sides, I thought it was just the white people, but I guess black people are mad about this too. Apparently, Beyonce may play Storm in the next Black Panther two movie. Uh, this came from. I guess there was like talks that she has like a deal with Disney, and mm-hmm. with that deal, there may be some movies involved, and then from there, it kind of like went into a possible Black Panther two showing up. And then internet took it and did what they did with it. So basically presented to the group. My personal opinion on the Storm thing is, one, Halle Berry plays Storm in the fucking X-Men movies. So I don't see how there's a big difference between Halle Berry, who previously had the role, and Beyonce. Like, the X-Men movies back then, when FX did them, were still decent. Were they, like, life-changing? Did, can you compare them to the Avengers movies of today or the Marvel movies of today? No. But... Were they good for the time as far as comic book movies go? I think, yeah. So, well, the issue is that uh-huh. everyone thinks Beyonce is a terrible actor. Like, that's really like... Well, what does that mean in terms of, like, this shit? Like, I personally feel like, what is the acting prowess you need? Like, if me as an African, I watch Black Panther. I heard those fucking accents. So, no, you can't sit here and t- talk, tell me about good acting, bro. Those accents no, weren't it's, good. It's, <laughs> it's not anything about accents. Like, yeah. The accents at least were consistent. I mean, beyond, they, people probably saying Beyonce can't even do an accent. I mean, they're saying that she's that bad of an actor. Like, if you watch, like, the shit she's been in, people, like, that's, that's the one flaw people always say about her. They say, don't put your ass Look, in movies. Just, just go, here, go to the musical and sing I, your ass through the whole movie. Here's what I'll ask you. Of all of Halle Berry's roles, if you cared about Halle Berry at all, would you put her storm performance at, at the top of the list? Would it even make the top ten? No. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I, no. I, I don't. Bro, no, I, I don't, I don't, you, you know, you're missing what I'm saying. It's nothing about Halle Berry or how good of an actor nope. she is, or how good of an what actor I'm anyone else is, in Black Panther is. They are no, saying, what I'm saying that Beyonce is just that bad. You don't need good acting to play in a comic book movie. That's the part I don't understand. People bro, are saying you need to be that, a good actor, but I no, don't think you can. You, got, you can be. You can be average. You can be a regular ass actor. But right. they're saying Beyonce is just that bad. She's worse than average. She's terrible. Wow. That's what they're saying. Okay. Okay. I, this, I don't feel that, but sure. No, I mean that's that's what like that's a Twitter thing. Like that's what that's what it is. I don't know. I don't know where yeah. to get it from. Like I don't. I mean I don't. I don't know what movie she's been in really. But they always say like she's a terrible actor. I don't know why, but that's just what it is. All, all, only movie I know she was in was like Austin Powers. That's really it. You ain't seen. Uh, she was in the. She's like Panther, yo. You said what? Yeah. She was in Pink Panther. <laughs> and she was in Cadillac Records, I think oh. is the name. I don't remember what it was. Oh, yeah, the one with um, yeah, three girls who was like singing. Yeah. Dream Girls. Dream Girls. Girl. Oh, oh, Dream Girls. No, she was in that too. But there's another movie with the guy from Westworld uh, about starting like Motown or some shit like that. I think it was called Cadillac Records, but she she was there. She was in there too. 
Yeah. Wait, okay, let's see. She was in Dream Girls, Obsessed, The Lion King, Austin Powers. Uh am I not finding any others? My my issue with uh, Beyonce playing this role is like let's say if Beyonce was um like the second or third black Marvel uh character, I would be like, eh, okay, cool. Like mm-hmm. whatever, just let Beyonce do it so we can ride even more hype. But the thing yep. is, it's already like five of their ass. And none of them are exceptionally good. Like, uh, I've been saying this since the jump. Even after the hype went down, we can go check the Carfax on the podcast. (laughs) Black Panther was a trash-ass movie. They did that movie bogus. They did black people bogus. Black people, we just roll for that motherfucker. Like, if I'm talking to white people, I'm riding for it. You know what I'm saying? But between us, that shit was doo-doo. So I'm like, look, bro. um, you can't add no more. Now you're just going to sprinkle a uh, 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 fucking confetti over the doo-doo if you put Beyonce in there. Because she's not going to make it better. She's just going to bring more people to see it and more people to be like, oh, That is true. Loki, this movie bogus. Like, bro, Black Panther 2 not about to get the same ride as Black Panther 1. No way, bro. At least that dropping. same movie. Hey, y'all, I don't know. The way things going, it might. It might, bro. Nah, no way. No, Black, white, down Black Panther 1 was like Barack Obama. Black Panther 2 is like Joe Biden, bro. It's like, all right, I might be there. <laughs> like, it's only because I have to, but it's not because I want to. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's because, because I have more, to. People are more pro-black right now than ever. I, mean, it's I feel you. That's what I said. It's because I have to, not because oh, yeah, I fact. want to. Black <laughs> Panther <laughs> 1 was because I want to. Black Panther 2 is, I mean, I don't think it's going to be there, but I got to. Like niggas like y'all have seen most of them, most of like the Marvel movies. It only count for y'all, but some people who only seen like Black Panther, that's they shit. Like, I know people that watch Black Panther like True. multiple times, like like I every month down times. there. You know what I mean? Like they watch the shit like, like recurringly. They watch the shit all the time. They just rewatch that bitch for no reason. I mean, I heard it in the Avengers movie, like when T'Challa came out, all the black people in the movie theater was like, T'Challa! Like, I was like, all right. Y'all niggas really loved y'all playing Panther, huh? It was wild. I agree. Like, I'm just like, bro, at the end of the day, though, that movie actually, factually kind of bad. And I don't want a shitty actress on there. Now I think we need to go ahead and get like... Viola Davis level actors like hey, yo, I know this bitch can act. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's gonna turn no, they need to have it done in Tyler Perry Studios. Just like give it, give what the Black Panther series to Tyler Perry. <laughs> let him run that shit. I feel like it'd be dope. Nah, give it to an unknown person, really. Yeah, yeah he could do that to somebody that's hungry. And I also think another reason is that they don't want a light skinned person playing Storm. I think. Yeah, that's probably another reason. I've heard that. They don't want a light look. When you say light skin, you mean like somebody who looks mixed? No, light skin. Beyonce's light skin. Beyonce light skin. Oh, oh, yeah. okay, gotcha. I thought you were trying to say Beyonce's not light skin. Okay, got no, it. She is. All right. No, no, she okay, is. yeah, all right. That's what I thought too. That's <laughs> I was like, huh? But okay, I get what you're saying. You, but you it. know something about the whole light skin thing? I wouldn't even mind light skin niggas getting a uh, representation just because, like, bro, not every African, uh, you know, T'Challa dark. And so I'm pretty sure there's a section of East African that's like, damn, man, where are representation? Like, that's sure. And North Africans? With their like, beautiful foreheads? Yeah, I mean, and North Africans. I totally agree with that. And I think maybe it fits with their line because technically, according to them, they're goal was to try and encompass a lot of Africa with that movie. So like they the languages and dialects and everything were apparently quote unquote supposed to be borrowed from different parts of Africa. Yeah. So 
They didn't all sound West African. Some were like, I think T'Challa's accent was actually like a South African dialect or some shit like that. So, I mean, sure, if they want to fit it that way, they can. But I feel like then they got to op- uh, uh, introduce a couple more tribes, too, so that they can explain where the light-skinned niggas came from. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it is what it is. Because technically from the, the X-Men movies, they do stick with the she's from Egypt shit. So even the reboot shit, she, they're like, oh, she's they find her in Egypt. They, the storm that's played by that actress now, oh, they yeah. find her in Egypt. So yeah. it makes sense. Like they can, they can definitely finesse it. Yeah. You mean the storm in like the X Men, really like young, young kids? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The first class oh, really? reboot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah she, really? in the second or third movie, they go, find, they go to Egypt for some shit because of apocalypse, and that's where they find that storm. She becomes a horse. Yeah, they, they know what they movie? They uh. They're going to change all that shit anyway. They're going to scrap everything that Fox ever did. With it. Yeah, I didn't think that's the other concern for people is that if she does do this, it's likely that she will be in the movie for multiple, multiple movies. Like, not just, a, oh, we see Beyonce once and done. Apparently, like, from what I was researching or whatever, they are, I mean, they're they're planning to do, like, an X-Men Avengers kind of thing. So, basically, if Storm shows up in this, she's she likely going to be important. Yeah, and have like some type of role in that future movie, which means she's gonna have to show up in more movies. So who knows how many movies that'll be? Like, Regardless, I know that's a fat ass check for Beyonce. Beyonce, or not Beyonce, but Storm is integral to Wakanda as she is canon, um, you know, Black Panther's wife. Uh, she's a head member of the X Men. You know what I'm saying? Like, and if they do an X Men versus Avengers, it's like, bro, she is going to have to be a key figure. If she's not, it's just gonna look weird. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, yeah. And then it's gonna be like, damn, bro. Like, either they they gonna have to help her. Like, I believe in them niggas. They can turn some shit into diamonds because her ass boo boo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. Like, I I feel what you're saying, and and like you were just to add to the smoke of like why she's so important. It's like. Basically, like, there aren't, I feel like, many X-Men who have that level of mutant power that can go against Avengers. Storm is one of those people who is like, oh, I mean, this bitch controls the weather. Like, like let me box on Thor real quick, you know? Right, yeah. <laughs> and my whole, this is what I'm like, I'm like, bro, I feel like if, 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 if Black Panther 2 is bad, niggas gonna get to looking back at Black Panther 1 like, wait, why didn't yeah, T'Challa chase down yeah. the fucking... White van, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole story gonna get the unraveling, like. Uh oh. Hey man, speaking of slander, like, are we done with the storm thing? Because I wanted to segue into this before we get into gaming news. Oh, yeah. yeah, you. Go. Uh, this this Batman slander has been giving me life, bro. I I, <laughs> I was a Batman fan, kind of, but this slander that Twitter decided to just unload on Batman, bro, that shit has oh, been man, killing bro? me. That shit was hilarious. Yeah, they they doing this man dirty in the memes. It's funny as hell, bro. <laughs> Batman and police brutality, just bro, wrong nigga to be at this time, bro. Oh yeah, <laughs> cancel. If Batman was a pro hero, that nigga go from number one to cancel, bro, instantly. My God, bro, that Batman <laughs> was killing me, man. But yeah, that was it. <laughs> um, on the. <laughs> Uh, this gaming news, PS5 and uh, Xbox. So both of those, I guess, got revealed. Sony had their press conference. I think it was this week or this past week. Um, and we got to look at the PS5. So people have been comparing, talking shit. I've seen a lot of, uh, you know, PS5 slander out here. I haven't made my decision yet on which side I'm going to this year. 
or next year or whatever the fuck. It's 2020 it drops, right? Yeah, holiday 2020. So this year. Um, but um, yeah, let's let's hear folks' thoughts. Uh, our resident gaming niggas, uh, player five, uh, one uh, Xbox stand, um, and Gramps. Uh, oh, I don't Xbox know nigga? you stand on. Yeah, player five it has been an Xbox <laughs> stand for a while, but <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Gramps. I don't know what side of the fence you stand on, but I know you're into the, the gaming shit. But I'm assuming Sony. Yeah, I'm on the Sony side. That's because y'all niggas sheeps. Because <laughs> we what? Y'all sheeps. I'm not a sheep. What? I vote both systems. I vote both. I'm actually. <laughs> and first of all, if y'all even want to talk about it, we already had this debate, and right now the Switch is king. Right now. Big facts. And it's quarantine facts. time. Switch is getting money, but all of y'all was arguing. Oh, y'all dumb. Nintendo ain't da, 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 da. talk about it now. Let's oh, talk about oh, it. Yeah, bro. No, <laughs> nobody said that. Bro. When, when I talked about Nintendo, that's what y'all was on with me. But look at no, bro. We, we would all agree. I think we all have a Switch. Huh? We, no. we pretty much all have a Switch. I feel you now, but when we talked about it before, y'all was like, you know, Nintendo trash, blah blah blah. Y'all sleeping on it, bro. There's an episode where we talked about this. That's it's true. okay. It's in the Carfax. You you right, but you you talking about like Nintendo, like them niggas still not a fifty dollar stock. Like relax, nigga. They can't, but they still like. This is what they do. This is their bread and butter. They don't have any other lines like Sony and Microsoft, bro. Microsoft and Sony getting money from a lot of other places. Let's see what the Xbox by itself stock is worth. That's what I would wonder. You don't got to, because that's about not for broke niggas, bro. We don't <laughs> yeah. Whatever. <laughs> you got to be a risk to own Nintendo right now, bro. They don't drop the prices on shit. Yo, they really don't, bro. <laughs> 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 Motherfucking Skyrim, a 10-year-old game, them niggas still charging $60. $60, bro. Shit that was on the Wii that they ported to the Switch is still $60. <laughs> like, niggas still buying this shit. Hell yeah. yeah. They low-key the iPhone of the group. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so 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 this this why I'm gonna go. At least you admit that iPhone is king. That's great. Hey, that's... Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so so as a resident Xbox nigga, I'm just gonna go on here. You know, you know what I'm saying. Uh, put out what I'm gonna put out. You feel me? Uh, uh you know the Xbox really for grown ass men. You know. <laughs> And, and, and as a grown man with big grown man hands, I feel like the controller by itself is enough for me to to get because, you know, it fits a grown man's hands. But I know some of y'all niggas got dainty hands, bro. I'm not, you know, hey, you is how you is, bro. So that's why you play PlayStation. Um, this year, it seems like their fucking insides, the guts of the games are equally as powerful. Um, so we gonna we gonna see who truly better. Um, the Connect still shitting on their visual software. That's facts. The, the military use Connect software, so we know it's, it's lit. Um, what a last thing I'm gonna say is that honestly, a lot of niggas who play PS4, bro. A lot of niggas. I ain't saying Gramps and and um and and Deuce, but a lot of niggas I know who be oh man PS4 this PS4 that really flexing because the only reason niggas bought PS4 is because that shit was cheaper. Because the year before that, y'all bought Xbox 360s because that shit was cheaper. Like, come on, bro. Just be like, yo, I'm a broke nigga. That's why I buy PlayStation. <laughs> Grabs, you got a counter? <laughs> no, you don't. And Graham's sleeping. He, he like he realized the truth, bro. He was like, Fuck, <laughs> what do I got to say to that? 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish I knew more tech savvy right now. My God. Oh. I mean, I don't like. I don't know shit about. I don't have any system, but from what I've seen, is that people are saying the PS5 got way better games than the uh, Xbox, whatever the new Xbox is called, not the box. I don't even know what that shit's called. That's but right. they say it has like a like much much better games, more exclusives. Um, from what Sony showed on, I think it was Thursday. Yeah, it wasn't long. Yeah, and whatever whatever Xbox show was pretty much like shit. Sony also has or just trash in general. Is the uh, consensus. So I feel like this is they they got some exclusives, but the thing is, like most niggas not even like buying them exclusives like that. Like so, niggas buy Spider Man because Spider Man is Spider Man. He's the world most popular hero. Okay, they got that big deal. Um, but other than that, niggas is getting on this bitch playing two K and Call of Duty. The game which expect for both of them to be equally as good on the same thing. Like game companies don't make separate games for the PS5 and Xbox. Them niggas make one game that can spec to both systems. So it's like you can't say it's better. And then the only, and then if you're gonna do stuff like that, like only play online games like 2K and Call of Duty, Microsoft has the better online infrastructure. Like PS4 literally got hacked a couple months ago and gave up hella niggas credit cards. Like it's on, you know, niggas, niggas is niggas. Damn. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and, and, and I'm just going to throw this out here, you know what I'm saying? The Xbox is all black, you know what I'm saying? What? Really? Wow. Really? You I agree with that? They didn't fuck it up. All white? Like, really? Mm-hmm. You can't be having an all white system in this in these kind of times. I know, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they definitely I'm tweet. I'm they done. out here dressed like Kaiba. That shit was probably yeah, white they, at first. They, they that shit was probably white at first. And they, they like, added oh, little, the little black. No, 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 no. Even though the Xbox is literally just a PC, like really. I mean, you know what? I'm done. That's okay. That is true, though. It looks basically like a desktop. It literally is. <laughs> I can just take a desktop tower. Hey, that's funny. Plug- that's what they do, bro. They make computers and shit. That's how, that would actually be smarter for desktops yeah. to do. Like, just make themselves look like an Xbox one. Because that looks <laughs> compact and sleek to me. Like, I would prefer it more that way than in the console way. But, I mean, whatever. I want to know the size more. Because I'll say, like, if those motherfuckers got smaller, uh, then, like... Uh, maybe that's more convenient because I did always feel like my PS5 or sorry, PS4 when I had it uh, was, um, I don't know, big. And now that I have a Switch, I felt like I can definitely get behind a smaller console. Like I mean, a more I, I think I've console. read that the PS5 is bigger than the PS4, I think. Yeah, but they both look pretty small though. They both only look like about two controllers big and the PS5 like a little bigger, but they both look relatively small. Compared to like, I'm looking at this big clunky motherfucker right now, and yeah, yeah, I, I I think that they both relatively small compared to the last models. Yeah, I definitely like the portability aspect that at least Nintendo was thinking about, and I hope they're thinking about as far as like systems or consoles if we're gonna keep doing this shit down the line goes. Because then it's just like, I don't know, it's just convenient. Like you don't have all these cores to manage, you don't have like a bunch of real estate that is taken up and then half the time it's just a netflix box too so it's like you know i don't know i just don't like it taking up all that fucking space or trying to find space for it so oh yeah the ps5 is like 
is much bigger. Well, not much, but it's like almost, it's bigger than the PS3. Even the PS3 is big. Man. You know what they should start doing? Uh, light models of the game, where it's just like a controller and like a fucking like a Google Chrome USB that you put into your your TV and just like play fucking digital games only or some shit. Mm. They just stream games like a light model that's like half the price. Maybe yeah, I, I think that's Switch what Switch. Nintendo did. <laughs> I think Nintendo did that. Fuck off. <laughs> 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 Nintendo I'm just saying. Yeah. They I'm just saying. Hey, Nintendo yeah, cut bro. the check, bro. Let me look at that stock real quick. It is what it is, bro. Mario Kart and Fire Emblem been giving me life right now. You say Mario Kart? <laughs> yeah. Oh, then add me, bro. I'll bust your ass real quick. No, uh, <laughs> no, I've been training. I've been training. I'm still in training mode right now, but I'll come and back around. <laughs> yeah, I've been playing. I found this shorty. Have you playing like Mario Kart with her? Right? Yeah. All work. Every time. Oh, she. Because I've been training up because this was the Mario Kart 8 was where Gramps like destroyed me. And so I've been like secretly training so I could challenge him. Uh, no, but, he don't want no um, smoke. You know, he's he right now anyway. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I don't know. You better cop a switch. Because uh, as, soon as, as soon as we started talking on Nintendo, his ass went on mute. Yes. <laughs> Give it a couple more months. It might turn around. So go ahead, Gramps. Cut the check. One got to go. All right, so for today's Cut the Check product, we're looking at a card game uh, created by a black-owned company called uh, One Gotta Go. So um, if anybody's been on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or whatever, you guys got to be familiar with the memes that say One Gotta Go. Let's say, for example, if you want to see um, who's the best, if you want to uh, list four singers in a picture, let's say you have, you have, you have Usher, Chris Brown, Trey Songs, and uh, Genuine, One Gotta Go. That's an example of, of a topic for it. And in this one, they have it into a card game. Um, I'm not sure how you would uh, set the rules up uh, based on the description. It says that you can uh, make up your rules, but they have a default um, way for it to go and, and which how you want to play it. But it definitely seems like a good one, um, as long as they have enough topics to keep the conversations interesting. True. Right. And for, a, uh, for the smallest pack, it costs $15. Um, the culture deck costs $25. And uh, the combo box costs forty five dollars. What are you guys' opinions? Um, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I was looking at it. Oh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my bad. Uh, yeah, I was looking at it, and uh, I think some of the uh, questions are uh, pretty interesting. Uh, ooh, forty forty dollars a bit steep for my blood. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. If, if we played it and people really enjoyed it, I, sh- I guess I wouldn't mind buying it. But yeet, I think that's steep for some cards, some printed cards, fam. But well, that's just for the largest pack builder. The default, the smallest pack is fifteen dollars. Okay, I guess I could do that. And that's but that's digital, so oh. I, mean, I guess you print it out yourself or you play online or something. Yeah, like yeah, forty dollars for that. It was, it was twenty five. Like COVID, right? Like COVID sensitive. Dude. Yeah. Um, I mean, from what I'm seeing, like I could see myself buying a twenty five dollar one that looks like it's an actual deck and it comes with shit. Um, yeah, it has uh, fifty four. Really uh, has fifty four cards, forty nine play cards, and uh, five blank make your own cards. Yeah. So it looks like it's similar to how Black Card Revoked is played, like. 
uh, Black Card Revoke has like an option to play it where it's like a majority rules answer kind of thing. So they ask, and then basically the correct answer is what the majority of people said, I think. I'm guessing this is how they plan on playing the one gotta go. If that's the case, then like I could see it being fun with some some niggas I don't know. I don't know if I would see it as fun with like a very close group of friends. I would feel it as more of like a nice little icebreaker game for some people that like I'm just meeting or have met a couple times before. But I felt like, you know, with with very close friends, I don't see why we would play this. But I wouldn't mind getting twenty five dollars doesn't seem crazy for me. Forty dollars, I can see what y'all saying. Twenty-five, I think it's all right. And I'm supporting a black business on the back end. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's good, I'll stop paying forty if I get, if it's good. If I get to try it out first and see if people fuck with it, I'll yeah. pay the forty. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much like the only thing too. It's like since like based on how like the game is, it doesn't really change other than if you change the people who you're playing with to make the conversation after the card is revealed and you pick your choices go so i mean it's it's pretty much like uh like this game is more like a trigger right like it's or like that kind of spark that like the only fun that'll happen is after like the round really ends quote unquote you can really talk about it because if you just like really like play just to play the game itself will only will like pretty much be over and like I don't know, like an hour, and like that's pretty much it. You know what I mean? So, like to keep the game interesting, you would definitely still need to get like more and more options slash cards slash get like more creative and like more blinks or something. So I guess that would be like the only caveat of the cards themselves. So if you do have to keep purchasing them, then it could get kind of expensive. But I mean, I guess it goes again to like it just has like the the game just becomes more fun depending on who you play it with. And that was definitely a good note by uh, MGG by like if you're playing it with like you know like your squad, you're not really gonna have much debate on most of these guys unless they really are like hardcore triggering kind of cards. If that's the case, yeah. then big ups to them. But they need an anime edition. I'll put that out there. Like oh, that could they be- did that. Mm. Like or like more. I know they have culture, quote unquote, but like maybe more like anime or like TV show focused. I would say right. over culture, then I think that could definitely be a thing. Or right, like, you, just, just, like you brought up the idea. You got to make yeah. it. Somebody going to steal it. Because right. <laughs> uh, like also even, even, <laughs> even with the culture one, I don't know if this uh, covers black culture because I would make that specific to black culture because then I feel like there's also debates to be had there. Like you got to go off what we're seeing online. And I feel like when it comes to like those things, those are the things, those three topics are where I see most people engaged. Like, TV show characters, one gotta go. Like, black culture-related shit, one gotta go. And, like, anime shit, one gotta go. I see those as, like, oh, yeah, people are are here for it, but I could be biased. But I'd pay for that. True that. Okay. Alright, is that it on the cut to check? Yes, sir. Cool, cool, cool. So, on to the anime segment. So, first up on there, everybody got a better talker than in mind? I hope so. What's that one? Stronger than anime. So, we're going to do, for today's edition of Stronger Than, we're going to do better talkers than Naruto. So, what does this mean? Well, Naruto is the, I guess, king of the talk no jutsu, man. He's finessed hella niggas out of tears. (laughs) 
goals, ideals, ambitions with his talk no jutsu. But we want to know if there's anyone out there that's a better talker than Naruto. I think there's a few. Um, I am going to just toss him out there because I feel like someone else is going to say the other person I was going to say. But I'm going to say Kamina from um, uh, whatchamacallit? Kamina from Durin Logan. So him, why I suggest him, this is in more of a good way, is because literally his voice, I don't know if this is a power or not, just made shit happen. This man was able to just suggest things and that things happen. For example, they this is like a, I guess, Gurren like a semi-mech anime for those people who don't watch it. Um, but the main character had this like little mech and Kamina had this other mech. These mechs were not compatible at all. This man suggested that all he has to do is take his little mech, put it on top of his mech's head, and they would just, like, form this super mech. And that shit worked. Like, that person looked stupid as hell, and then it turned into a real mech. So this man just talked that shit into existence. I have never seen anyone do that since, and I have never seen anyone do that before Kamina. So at that point, I was like, this man has talking skills on a whole nother level. He was able to inspire people to do the weirdest shit, take uh, zeros to heroes, you name it. Kamina has probably talked somebody into doing it. So he's my uh, he's my pick for better than Naruto at talking. Uh, my better than um, is I have to I have to call him Naruto's successor. You know, like if All Might's successor is Deku, a uh, Naruto successor in Talk No Jutsu is Asta. Like this nigga really. <laughs> Every main villain he fought so far is like, look, fam, I know we started off like you're unforgivable. I gotta kill you. But like, nah, nigga, you part of the squad now at the end. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got you apologizing to me type shit for what you did wrong. I'm just like, bro, at the end of the day, even in this demon art, them nigga, him and, and, and Dante or him and that one nigga, they gonna be cool, bro. I swear, I still get anything. <laughs> And all, he yell at you the whole time, bro. Like Naruto truly taught that nigga the ways, bro. He like, and when these niggas start pointing out facts, like, yo, these humans killed us, bro. Start yelling at they, knock them niggas up a little bit, get them concussed, and yell at they ass again. <laughs> he undefeated, bro. Niggas is on his side to the end. Wow. All right. Well, if uh, no one's got to say, we got to put Emma. From Promise Neverland, definitely in the running. <laughs> from the get-go, this chick was busting out plans and like ideas that well, let's be honest, that they, they should have never even rolled with in the first place. Okay. So I mean it goes all the way back to even like Ray and Norman when when she was trying to tell him to, yo, we can't just leave just the three of us. We gotta evacuate the entire orphanage. Like Norman and Ray were extremely intelligent realists that in no way in the world should have even been convinced to try and save everybody. But what did Emma do? Oh, all she needed was high energy and positive thinking. And that's all it took. 
to pretty much eradicate that. Then we go later in the series where every single time she's met with opposition, she pretty much uses the Tanu Jutsu via Naruto. And just again, just like all that's necessary is that positive attitude and energy. And just everybody just bends their wills. Goes all the way to Goldie Pond, goes to um homie like actually like letting them uh, live in the in the bunker with him. Um it goes to even demons themselves and even the red uh, ratchet clan it just it just doesn't stop it's like all that's necessary is for emma to be like no 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 no. we we do this my way now and that's it that's a wrap so yeah definitely a master of talking no jutsu if not kind of redefined it a little bit in her promise neverland ways and um literally took it to the end by changing you know we'll, we'll talk about that one later but yeah emma. <laughs> I do think that Naruto is the best. Like, I don't think he can be beat at this at this, at this moment in time. But for second place, I'm gonna agree with Player Five that Asta is probably like right on his heels. Like, if, if by the end of this like series, if like Asta is friends with these demon niggas too, it's a wrap. He, he like he wins. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's all he needs to do. True that. Uh-huh. Uh, and I guess it's my turn, right? Yep. yep. All right, so uh, the person I'm gonna I'm a, uh, use, I'm gonna bring this out of left left uh, left field. I'm gonna go with Leorio, and this okay. is the reason why. This nigga almost became the 13th hunter chairman, chairman while not trying. Think <laughs> about uh, <laughs> how broken you have to be as a talker to be able to to. For the people that don't know, the 13th hunter 13th hunter chairman, uh, basically Leorio from uh, Hunter Hunter. Um, the previous chairman uh, passed away, and they were doing an election for the uh, next person to replace him. And uh, basically, one of the friends of the main character, um, he was basically trying to get anybody he can to help out his help out the main character to survive this uh, condition that he was in. And he went to everybody within the Hunter Association to try to get help. But as a result, this nigga ended up ended running for the thirteenth chairman and almost won that bitch now bro you have to be some one of the best talkers to be able to get yourself in a fucking situation like this when you're not even trying you don't even fucking want the position you're trying to convince people not to give you the position and you're still about to get that shit that's how you know that he would have been a fucking hokage by the age of 16 if he was in naruto (laughs) Uh, uh, uh. Uh, i mean i can't argue with the logic he was also a teenager at that yeah yeah. Uh, uh, I, look, I can't argue with the logic. <laughs> yeah. uh, on to some talkers we think are weaker than uh, Naruto. Who's who's talking no juice and we ain't never getting them nowhere? <laughs> hmm. Do we have any? Uh, who's really like tried though? And just uh, I'm gonna put Rock Lee up out there. I might I might <laughs> nominate that nigga. I feel like his talking never really. Paid off for that boy. He got his ass whooped every time. Does he uh, call? I mean, he, well, I mean, he's high spirited, I guess, if you want to count that. I, I mean, yeah, hard work ninja, splendid bullshit, blah, blah, blah. I, I feel like he says some words. It's true. Hmm. Uh, I'm gonna say, I, I mean, you could argue Mike Guy. Granted, it had, did work on Lee. Oh, no, it, that's like it the paid off. That it really did work on. So I feel like Mike Guy had the hands to back it up. I wouldn't say he's better than Naruto. 
But like, no, 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 my no. Guy... I mean, like, if you think about it, like, just with talking in the sense that, like, how often has like his advice really hit like other people other than oh, me? You yeah, know no. I mean? He set his students up to get killed with his advice. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, the nigga I think is worse than Naruto is talking is Naruto's predecessor, the previous child of prophecy, Pain. Because, like, bro, <laughs> he, came with, he came with big facts and big knowledge. Like, hey, bro, um, the Ninja World fucked up. Y'all niggas ran through my village multiple times, so you really shouldn't be mad that I'm running through yours once. And, and Blue Konoha up, big ball statement. And niggas was like, oh, okay, fam, and knocked his ass out, bro. They didn't give no <laughs> None of these facts he was talking about. It was like, oh yeah, this nigga tripping and beat his ass. <laughs> and he was spitting facts for real. That's his his message was yeah. honestly better than Naruto's. That's facts. Um, I'm trying to think. The uh, I'm putting him out there, but I could be wrong on this. But the dude from Fire Force, like main character from Fire Force, I felt like. Even with his brother, like the little brother shit, I felt like that Takano Jutsu wasn't working. Like I felt like yeah. it didn't work until he went back in time to basically change this nigga's mindset. Didn't it work? I thought it worked. It was, I felt like it didn't until he went back uh, in time. I gotta, that's why I'm open to being wrong on this. No, but. it was fuck. I gotta, I gotta look back, but that's not entirely right. I think it was like, I think it was like, like when he was light, he was able to like enter his mind and give him back the memories that he forgotten like something uh, like along that it wasn't like him changing the future he was just remembering like just one of those kind of moments so i think okay. it was more into those regards but i mean that that's still arguable though i mean shinra still hasn't been like a good talker i mean to be honest so sure, he I to see it. five four season two still looking out for it though yeah anyway. <laughs> um Oh shit! One person we forgot to even put on here that I I probably won't cut it in, but I'll just leave it in the worst end that we definitely deserve some respect or is an honorable mention. Sinbad from motherfucking uh, Maggie. Oh bro. yeah, that nigga is a legend. At, oh, you, at you're right. You're right. Jusu, he is, he that nigga there, bro, is sure. crazy high. But um, what they used to call him the anomaly or something like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> another person who is historically horrible at talk no jutsu, this nigga Bakugo is like <laughs> oh my god yeah. even when right like Bakugo would get a nigga to like be on his side and then fuck it up by talking oh <laughs> stupid bitch why would you believe what I said <laughs> 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 oh yeah, he up there. Um, I was gonna throw another one out, uh, even though uh, it's gonna it's gonna hurt his soul because I know the nigga's still feeling it. I'm gonna throw out Brock from Pokemon because the nigga tried to spit so much fucking game. Oh, that's a fact. <laughs> and never got to play, never got it for twenty plus years. So well, I'm starting to think Brock was just an ugly ass nigga or something. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, but but still, if you if you know how to spend that game, a ugly nigga can still get it. True, yeah. I mean, homie was a gym leader and like still didn't get none. Like, exactly, he had he a got second. one. He got one. Oh, oh. remember he like he like left Ash and them. Um, after like the first couple seasons, he left their ass to stay with his with his one shorty. Oh, uh, she dropped that nigga. Oh yeah, she did in the end, but he got. That. <laughs> nah, bro, she was using him for the money. <laughs> 
Don't believe it. Don't believe the hype. <laughs> he used that nigga to get screen time on his show. Exactly. And free food, because that nigga could cook. <laughs> he a flavor flavor ass nigga. Damn. <laughs> Whoa. Oh shit. Damn, I just keep coming up with good ones. I don't even have bad ones, really. <laughs> the one other good one that we probably is another honorable mention is Usopp from One Piece. Because that nigga's talking about Jujutsu is crazy, bro. He got he got a lot of niggas on his side off his shit. So. Ooh, I got another yeah. good one. I got another good one. King, bro. King from One Punch Man. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's a fact. That's another one, bro. That nigga, nigga talking talk no jitsu is so good he'll fucking kill you just by talking. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> that shit crazy. Um, damn, I don't know if I got any other ones. Uh, I'm just thinking like Full Metal Alchemist, man. No, I don't think there's any in there. Um, like on the Sundari shit, like maybe. The other ones too, like I don't know if like the other Uchiha's also suck. Like Sasuke was able to inspire a team of niggas, so I don't know if we could say his talk no juice was bad. Madara, on the other hand, maybe not. But yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't have that many bad ones. Just trying to think of niggas who like try to talk shit and then immediately just got dropped or like it didn't mean shit when they what tried about, to What about Stan? What about staying from My Hero Academia? He inspired niggas, though. He created a whole movement off his Talk No Jutsu. Even though he did get immediately dropped when he tried to do a Talk No Jutsu on the heroes. So yeah, I mean, true. But I mean, he used the Talk No Jutsu after he got dropped in cups, though, didn't he? Yeah. I feel like my so, thing is that he inspired niggas that are significantly better than him, in my opinion. Like right. Dobby. He got Dobby. Too. That's it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Who just, like, follow this nigga blindly. Like, yeah, whatever Stain say. That's what I'm trying to do out here like that. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're talking to Juice up there. <laughs> right. But I could say Tomura might be trapped. No, I like he, he inspired niggas with his dumb statements, too. That's crazy. Yeah, all the niggas in my hero. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Tomura got pro tag energy because anybody yeah. normal would be like, what, nigga? Fact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Um, well, I mean, I guess we just put a bow on that bitch then. Fuck it. There wasn't that many worse than Naruto. Mm. We'll see. Baki, do we want to talk about that? Uh, at least, like, for the moment, we could just talk about our thoughts. I mean, uh, I did finish the show. Definitely, it was, hmm. I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed the show more than any. Uh, like no, I sure I enjoyed the show. Just to, just to say it, I guess like what made me find it slightly lackluster is that as far as like the amount of action and fighting goes, it it didn't really compare much to um, the original from, two. No, 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 no. To be honest, I was thinking about the um fuck with um. Tengen Asher. No, with Effin uh, Oma Effin um. Oh yes, wait, yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, so, I mean, that, that show had like literally like boss fights every single eps. So it's like coming right off of that, it just seemed like you know less action and such. But in the sense of like the uh, like the actual Baki season one and two, as far as fights go, they still I'm pretty sure they actually like uh, correspond decently well. I guess in that respect. Granted, mm-hmm. the fights still weren't as weren't as in depth as what I was hoping for. 
So yeah. like at a one out of 10 or like, you know, a decent rating, I'd probably give the series overall, maybe like a decent plus, especially considering like how much I'm on the fence with how they did uh, Muhammad Ali and like his son or uh, my correction, Muhammad Ali and his yeah. uh, son, Muhammad Ali Jr. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I'll talk about it so I don't spoil it since y'all in the middle. But like yeah. those last two episodes, y'all are definitely going to be feeling a certain way. So just, okay. just, just be really? ready. I, I didn't feel anything like from. Oh, did you finish? Yeah, yeah I'm finished. Yeah, I finished like last week. I think. Um, okay. I mean, I mean my only thing I don't like is I'll, I'll talk about it. But like, I'm I'm really curious on yeah. your thoughts, like how they did Muhammad Ali, uh, Muhammad Ali Jr. I don't care about spoilers, so you could tell me. I don't know if Gramps or Player 5 are watching or care about spoilers. Okay. If y'all care, then Uh, you can save it. But for me, I I don't care. So you can talk about it. Yeah, I don't care. So, go. All right. I mean, for me, it's like he lost to Baki. I mean, that was expected. Right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't think. But I mean, he did he did get his ass bucked. Like he like in, in like two seconds. One sided? Like, right. Oh, no, yeah. yeah, bro. Like it was yeah. it was like he, a he straight dog stuff. Yeah. Like it was man, that's, like a oh, that's wild. Fight. But that's it's wild. like it's just it's like it's how it, it's it was the build up and then the actual delivery that kind of got me effed up. Not because like yeah. like pretty much after the tournament happens, all, all that all that pretty much matters is Muhammad Ali. I mean Muhammad Ali Jr. versus Baki, and then like the, yeah. the build up starts to happen, right? And like Muhammad Ali Jr. starts going up against like all the uh, the previous big hitters of that Baki had to uh, you know triumph over. I can't I can't think of the names, uh, but like Orochi was one of them, um, and then a small uh, judo buddy uh, was one of them. And he and then like the the first fight where like, he like he literally calls him out. He was like, "Yo, uh, I've been trying to beat Baki, so I'm trying to beat uh, you know all Baki struggles previously." And like they pretty much like go back to saying like uh, Muhammad Ali Jr.'s um, like speed, punching ability, technique, all all around like martial arts is like just like amazing, right? And he just like yeah. drops him, drops Orochi, drops Judo buddy, and he just like feeling good, feeling good, right? And then just like. I, I maybe oh no no and then what happened is that he went up against uh Baki's brother um effing uh Jack the, he, he went oh, the dude that got Jack and like that fight was actually pretty uh, it was it was legit I actually didn't have a problem with it and then he gets slapped and I was like okay so you know Muhammad Ali Jr. okay he gets rocked he loses so let, let's see how he's gonna bounce back for the fight against Baki but what happens directly after that is that he gets challenged then by Orochi and Judo Buddy. And even though he's like super injured, broken leg, broken arm, broken face, they still challenge him and then they curb stomp him. So, so they just jumped that nigga. They jumped that nigga. They, they like, just jumped him. No, no, it, it is not him. a fucking challenge. Jump him. It's like, it was like one at a time, but he was injured. He was just fucked up from the. No, I mean, like, that's, I mean, that's yeah. pretty much like the equivalent to jumping, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they, they, they jumped him, but they just almost do it 1v1. I mean, they saw the cast on his body said, we still want the smoke, and then pretty much turned up harder than what they did in their previous fights. So, I mean, I, I just didn't really get what was the big message in doing that. that that's yeah. what got me conflicted. Yeah. That doesn't make yeah. a lot of sense. I'm, I'm with you on that. And, like, just to uh, piggyback off that, like, with my thoughts, I'm only halfway through, but what I noticed even through, like, the season two halfway is that Baki with the fights, uh, it slowed down, like, dramatically to me in terms of, like, pacing. Like, it really bothered me after, like, the sex scene, um, that incident. 
like how they kind of just like the German guy and that other guy with the air ability, they pretty much just hold them after that. Like they weren't even real major pieces to the story anymore. The battles against them wasn't as significant as like the previous jailbreak dudes were. Yeah, so at, I, that, at that point, that's when Baki like powered up, right? Yeah, that's when right, the pacing. Yeah. yeah, that's when the pacing started kind of like getting weird for me with Baki, and why it's like the first couple seasons of Baki, like the first one and like the beginning of the second one specifically, were way more like the way the first couple seasons of Kagan Ashura are told in their story, where like the battles are really like you don't know who's gonna win at the end. What I noticed a lot in this season three, especially with this Raitai tournament, is these niggas was getting curb stomp every battle. Like, almost, I didn't remember seeing a single challenging battle. Like, where I'm at right now, I still haven't really seen one. Like, it was cool to see you fight. Um, What do you mean? Like, Baki's group. Like, they didn't have, like, any any of the notable characters from Baki groups. Like, that ball Japanese guy. I already knew that some goofy shit was going to happen for him. Because I was like, there's a good guy on the other side. So, like, yep. they need to have somebody to fuck this man up. Like, you know what I'm saying? They need to have somebody who's going to take an L on the other side. And it's not going to be – it's not going to be uh, Biscuit or whatever his name is, the black guy. It's not going to be Baki, and it's not going to be Yujiro. So, I'm like, you're the odd man out, bald Japanese guy. Like, <laughs> you go take this L. I ain't going to lie. I thought Biscuit was going to lose, man. Yeah. For I, 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 thought thought was too. Too. I thought he was too. I thought he was too. I really did. I'm yeah, glad he won, though. He, if anything, he, that's yeah. like the biggest I, I, I would have been mad. I don't care about Muhammad Ali or Junior. He's, I don't care about him. To me, that entire thing was just like hype. It was just a hype of Baki. Like, so, so he can finally like prove that he's strong enough to fight his dad. That, that's all it was for. I don't know. Like to me, so like I said, I when I'm reading the story, I've read this. I haven't read this, but I've read the the arc of Baki where he finally fights his father. And when he gets to that point. The way they seem, the way they show Yujiro in that story specifically, compared to the way he's displayed in this anime, is like even leagues higher. Like they were trying to hype him up a little bit there, but I'm telling you, like the level of hype I remember reading in that arc, I was like, I don't know what happens to Yujiro between this season and when they have their fight because, dude, like I guess he super scales up or something. But they made that fight way crazier, in my opinion. The other part, like I was saying, is just I just think the shit this whole season just was like I don't remember being as I wasn't as captivated with this season. Like I said, yeah, the for sure. were like really quick. Like they weren't interesting because like the other it was so one sided. It was like I've already seen what Biscuit can do. And then he goes against this guy who was like, Oh yeah, I did they try to put a little bit of hype on him, but then they really didn't like he was the closest to the old school Baki fights I remember, and even then it still wasn't that difficult. Like, I loved yeah, how and the it's... gangster guy had his fight in that last season. The gangster guy's fight was fucking amazing versus yeah. the, the I don't know, I guess he's black, the dude from jail. That shit was yeah, crazy. Prison, yeah. Like, the, they the went down to, like, the right? last before we found the winner. But, like, this, I don't think any of them really struggled. And then the way Baki disrespected dude's son, I was like, they put yeah. all these hypes on these Chinese dudes. And then, oh, they, they all, yeah, I was Two like, the statement ever was, yeah, we're going to take y'all uh, five dubs straight. <laughs> I was like, do they know who they going against? I was like, none and of y'all. They lost, are the lost the first match. Yeah. I was like, yo, this is goofy. <laughs> I was like, y'all are a bunch of goofies. But I felt like that that is what it ended up becoming. So, like, I'm not surprised about the Muhammad thing. That That thing reminds me of, like, some weird Japanese elitist bullshit to me because that's how I felt the Raitai tournament was. 
felt the Raichai tournament was like Japan was shitting in China. They were just it talking was, was way too much about. Yeah, they were just talking way too much about how they're shitting on Chinese martial arts. Like, I was like, oh, this seems like this has some, like, political undertones to it that I don't really appreciate. It just seemed to, like, be overhyping the Japanese niggas and the fact that they're Japanese. Then it did to, like, then it focused on, like, the actual fighting skill and how unique and strong that is. Like they did in the other battles. So... I don't know. That was my my thing on it. So I'm not surprised about the Muhammad thing. It's disappointing, but yeah, I don't like that it went to to there. What I will say is that he eventually fights uh, what's his face biscuit or strong dude, and I guess they put more respect on black guys there. But I mean, I I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. So that might be the next season. I mean, like, so I, yeah, the, the the fighting compared to like previous seasons, it's definitely like like much like worse. Like you said, they're, they're like really quick fights. It's not as interesting as it was before at all. It's like, it's almost like, it's kind of a chore to watch it almost like this yep. season. Um, and then, what, so I know you, you like, uh, Juggling is mad about, like, Muhammad Ali Jareen losing or whatever so easily. To me, what only pissed me off, what just pissed me off the most was the whole thing of him trying to talk to Baki's girl. That shit was so strange to me. That's true. Like, he, he tried to talk to Baki's trying, girl? Yeah, he like, he was trying to marry this girl. I'm like, it didn't make any sense to me. I'm like, does her pussy have some kind of magic powers to make niggas strong? Is that what you're trying to do? No, like, I think I know. I, I think get, I know what the issue I was. I think I know the reason behind that because I just watched this episode when uh, Baki went to go visit some old ass tree, and uh, he was saying, you know, how, how the tree is still standing. Muhammad Ali uh, Junior came over there and he was like, "Yo, let's box, man." Uh, Baki was like, "Nah, I'm good, man. I don't want to fight you." And then he dipped off, and uh, Muhammad Ali Junior was like, "All right, I'm gonna I'm fucking make you fight me." And I assumed it was he was going to do something with his girl to try to uh, make Baki mad at him to want to fight him. And I'm guessing that was it. Try to uh, use his girl to make him want to fight against him. Shit, it didn't work. It just it just seemed like strange to me. Like, and he was actually like trying to like telling this girl he want to marry her. He's the most beautiful. Like, again, niggas like lie and shit. But that was just weird. Like, what I mean, was the point? No, it really was. I mean, I I'll give them that they literally hinted maybe like one episode in season two. Like I vaguely remember it where like they at least knew each other, but to to try and pull like the whole marriage thing that that was way too much. That was just way too much. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I can see how if. Basically, if Kagan Ashura didn't do that stupid 3D cell shading shit, I think that would be more popping to me right now. But um, uh, it did it. So Baki's still being able to hold it. But yeah, this season so far, for me, uh, is the worst of the three. Maybe. I don't think it's, it's that great. Yeah. It started off with a pretty low note. Like, even Baki yeah, getting his shit back. I think they cut it weird. That Maybe that's where it is. It's like they kind of cut, cut the season weird. You're following a story yeah, that kind of yeah, like continued yeah, they, from the last season. They it just was in, really weird. Yeah. In between and, the tournament, which was like kind of like strange. So right yeah, before the tournament, and, I guess. And what Muhammad, Al-Akai Al- or whatever, that's why I get so surprised with like these Yujiro challenges that they do. Because like I said, the last part I read, when he fights Yujiro, it just seems like he's so immensely strong, like nobody can stand a chance. So why I could see why like Jug is mad and why I'm a little bothered by that is like the level of respect they put on um, Alakai by even allowing him to throw hands with Yujiro in the very beginning of the season. Like but they he showed him pull up, run up on Yujiro, and he was like, "All right, let's fight." You know but what I'm saying? Ran. Huh? 
And then he ran he, away. He ran, but he was like, he ran on some goofy shit. But it was still more like a, it, they still were using it as a way to show like, oh, he's strong enough to even challenge this dude. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? So when it, when it first happened, that's what I was thinking too. But later on in the season, like I re- we realized that oh, this nigga just like he just talking for no reason because he not even that cold. Like uh-huh. he thought he could be Baki, and then got his ass dropped. He was he was fighting all them Japanese niggas, getting his ass dropped. So yeah, yeah it was yeah, trash season. Like, trash season. It's 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 like they hyped him up for nothing really. Yeah. Like not even like a respectable drop. So that that's what kind of got me. Like. I mean, if they, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if that's the perfect way to do it, but I mean, like, he did end up getting, like, a dub on Orochi and Judo Buddy. It's like, like, it's like, why even give him the Ws for that at all? Why not just yeah. have him lose those? For them to come yeah. back a week later to fight again. Right. And then to like, literally just get embarrassed, though. Like, literal yeah. embarrassment. And then after that, they even said, Orochi and Judo Buddy, like, literally said, yo, Baki versus Muhammad Ali Jr., who you think taking the dub? They actually gave it to Muhammad. They gave it to wow. him. Like, they literally said, like, yo, like, but after they dropped fight, it. he definitely leveled up to be better than Baki. And I was like, what? And they sure? like, I thought, I thought, I thought they were saying, it. like, I thought they said it the other way around. No. They said that because of the fights, that because of how they did him dirty, that was supposed to be his lesson of, like, a real death match kind of fight. And then, so then, after he like did his recuperating, punching the uh, you know the punching bag, they were like, yeah. After like knowing his technique and the fights that we had with him, that was enough to put him over Baki. Like that, that was their, that was like their best. And like, no, yeah, that, it was all a waste. Everything after that, the 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 Sea King tournament was just like a waste of time. Right. I mean, even I the tournament like, itself was a waste of time. Also, yeah, I only semi liked the match with Yujiro versus the old dude. Yeah, like, exactly. I thought that was, that was okay. Nice. Yeah, I thought I'm not it was, lie, that was. Uh-huh, go ahead, sorry. No, I was just going to say that was the only match I was looking forward to in the whole tournament. Yeah. That's true. And my thing is, like, I, I that's because it only reminded me of, like, the old style of Baki fights, where it was like, okay, well, this guy has something, but it's like, oh, this guy also has something. And it's just that, like, one-up match, even though dude still lost it here. That shit, to me, though, was hilarious. Oh, oh this yeah. man tried to justify his <laughs> L. Like, I was like, yo, you... He he was so scared of Yujiro that that man turned him crazy because that man literally tried to justify that L so hard. He was like, well, I didn't die, so I guess I won. <laughs> because, you know, martial arts is for the weak, so technically, as a weak person, if you survive the fight, you won. And they were just wow. like, and I'm just like that, that guy who's like friends with Baki or whatever, I keep forgetting his name, but I'm just like, he has to just listen to this bullshit and just go like, yes, master, you... You right. But in his head, he like, damn, them niggas just dropped the fuck out this whole this dude that I like chose to spend my life studying under shit were like respect. Like he was goofy. That shit was goofy. Yeah. I yeah. low key I might even change my, my goofy other thing to the <laughs> I just recently watched that. So I might I might have two goofies. But anyways, yeah. He, he deserves it. He deserves it. Yeah, he does. He do, Mr. C Emperor with that goofy shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro, the, the boldness of the Raitai tournament. I just go like, y'all, I'm like, did y'all know what they came off of? Like, that's my thing. Like, did y'all know that they summon all these niggas from the worst parts of the world or, like, the worst criminals in the world and they just finished fighting all these niggas? Like, did they know that? Because I feel like if they knew that, 
did they think they could beat those niggas? Because that's the only way I feel like you can have the boldness to say the strongest man in the universe is on the other side, and you're like, um, yeah, five out of five, straight dub. I would at least have the courtesy to say, we probably gonna take four of these. You know what I'm saying? Like, just assume you're gonna lose to Yujiro, and then, you know what I'm saying? You can get four dubs. But to say five straight, I was like, these niggas are bold. Yeah. Bro, we already seen it, the old man. He kind of see now. He don't know what's going on. He won the fight. So that man was crazy, man. He was goofy. But let's, let's way, admit, though. Let's admit, if he were to be the one to fight against everybody on the other side, he probably would have won four of those matches. I think so. I think he yeah. would have had a shot at least against a biscuit. Maybe they would have did some story bullshit to do Baki. But yeah, he would have dropped ball Japanese dude for sure. That's an easy oh, dub. Yes. He coming off an easy dub with that uh, biscuit or whatever. Yeah, what the fuck and then biscuit name? don't like biscuit is strong, right? With Muhammad, yeah, Junior. So, yeah, you could, yeah. I mean, he would definitely beat uh, Muhammad Ali, I think. Yeah. So, like, yeah, the only other question would be Baki, but he would definitely take the other three. Yeah, he should have told them niggas move to the side. That's why, <laughs> like, when they was like, "No, nah, we'll still fight," and like, "Nah, nigga." That what he, what they should have done, I think, would have made it more interesting. Was just had it like, here's our five guys, here's your five guys. Like we um go till like the last man. So basically, you'll just keep fighting until you lose, and then you're like knocked out of the tournament kind of thing. So that way, we would have got to see him fight everybody, and then maybe like usual would have just been at the end or some shit. That could have like, been legit. Actually, that way I would have been like, I would have felt like I got the they got the respect they needed as like these martial artists. But I felt like compared to the last season's enemies. The right side tournament things were straight trash, bro. Yeah, like they should have been first season enemies, if if anything. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I guess the only difference is the big niggas with the last season. They also use weapons and all kinds of body modifications. I don't know if that's some some stuff that would be allowed. I mean, shit, they're coming back, so yeah, that's true. They're coming. Are oh, they coming back? They hyped that up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much everyone. Like, ever since, like, okay, so Baki, like, at the end, like, claimed, you know, to um, fight his dad, and his dad finally accepted him. So, like, mm-hmm. after that, supposedly, that, like, started to make supernatural waves again. So, like, now the prisoners, <laughs> like, oh, like this, the synchronicity bullshit. Right. Oh, so now they're going to be after Baki again, and they're, like, low key training and going to be stronger before. That's, like, what they're hinting at. Wow. Uh, so what about that old white man that uh, got turned into a little-ass kid in this old, old man's body? I mean, the, he's supposedly still crazy, but he's <laughs> working out his lower body hardcore, son. Like, <laughs> bro, I mean, it's crazy. Like, no, like, you gotta see it. His no, kid's legs are, like, he's painting. huge. He paints like, all day. That's what he does. Right. Like, yeah. he only just literally paints all day in a squatting position. Just straight. Wow. <laughs> like, what? All right, well, good good luck to him, Dorian. <laughs> that dude's crazy, bro. Uh, all right. I guess on to the discussion topic for the anime segment. Uh, was there anything else on Baki? I think we're good, right? No, we sure. No, we good. All right. Uh, DC slash Marvel, comic live action versus anime live action. Player 5, you want to introduce this question to the group? Uh, I mean, yeah, so I guess the question is kind of like, uh, we've seen, uh, comic books get translated into anime, uh, or my bad, into, uh, live action, and it worked out really well, billion dollar business, but it seems like no matter who make it, Japanese or American, when anime get translated, that shit, boo-boo, why is that? 
Um, my thoughts on it is that comic books aren't based in um, over like overly unrealistic actions and motions and emotes. And so it's easier to translate what you expected onto a screen. Uh, The second thing is that it is doable with anime. Uh, They just don't get the same budget or the same, I guess, like artistic direction. Because if you can do a Spider-Man movie, those actions aren't any more unrealistic than any anime actions, you know? Um, Yeah. And then we even got the emoting out of Spider-Man with like his eyes getting bigger and stuff. So I think anime is time will come. Uh, the community, see the comic, and also the comic book community is more used to having their source material altered because it's just how it works. Uh, whereas the anime community is like, what? This not exactly like Dragon Ball Z, like to the T. I'm hot. So, yeah. all right, just for that one note, though, we, we, we can come together and say Dragon Ball Evolution, the movie was trash, though, right? Well, I, I saw the trailer. I saw the trailer and was like, I'm not watching that shit. Stop playing. Y'all sure it wasn't good? Just kidding. <laughs> Goofy out of your nomination goes to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That shit, that shit was trash. But like to to send my piggyback off what you said, uh, player five. I do think that one of the biggest pieces to that difficulty in conversion is the way the two stories are told. I feel like um, in the comic book world, there are since it's written by so many different authors and there's so many different sources to contribute to, you get a stronger relationship with the characters, and you also have more pieces that you can translate to like a live action movie. Where, um, like the the things that you have to respect and honor are more about the characters saying true to the characters, right? Like I can't make a Batman movie and his suit is pink, right? He has to be like Batman as I know him in the various mediums I've experienced him, and his villain has to be his villain in the various mediums I've experienced him in. But there's flexibility in that. But like in the anime world, it's a very linear story written by one person. So like the uh, the character and the villain are pretty much like that. Like, that's it. There isn't really a whole lot of room to, like, put your own interpretations on them. And if you do, you sacrifice the story, which ends up being important because it's not informed by other people. Like, their interactions with that villain are also very limited. Like, Batman has over a, probably a thousand at this point, if not a million, interactions with Joker. You can take any one of those, flip it, mix little pieces into it, make it your own story. Now, fucking Luffy and Blackbeard, there's like two interactions, maybe max or three or four that you have to go off of. And if you're trying to make a movie off that, like you pretty much have to just stick to those interactions. Because once you change it, people go like, well, this wasn't in the anime or manga. And then you have to somehow be able to tie that back into what they know as the story. So I feel like the linearness of the stories also fucks it up. Like, and I like we had think we had already tossed this idea out in previous podcasts. The better thing for them to do is to pick a character that doesn't have a whole lot of definition, that has a lot of ambiguity, or a story that's not told within the context of the world. Like they tried to do with Detective Pikachu, where they were like, oh, hey, this is like, you have no background on this. Like there's nothing you can go to, there's no source material. All you know is who Pikachu is. So I can do whatever the fuck I want with this story. Now, did the movie end up turning out great? I finally got to watch it. I think it was a pretty mad movie. 
But I think that idea or concept of like, oh, grab something from the world and tell that story versus trying to tell the story of a person that's a main character or pivotal to the story is probably like a better approach. I feel like that's where they're going to end up finding success. But just going like, oh, let's take one piece and make it to the big screen. The funny part about it is that anime is pretty much told as like a movie storyline. It's just a movie that has hella fucking chapters, right? It's a very simple beginning, very simple middle, and a very simple end. But it's just like, for some reason, never translates well to the screen in that way. But I feel like there has to be a difference between the animated movies and what we actually see within the live action movies. Because the animated movies, they still receive a lot of good reviews, at least from the ones I've you know, heard of. You talking about like the One Piece animated movies? Yeah, for example, like the One Piece movies or let's say uh, the um, My Hero Academia movie. Like, I mean, the Dragon you know, Ball Z movie was Dragon Ball Super movie where they fought um, Broly again. Yeah. So also with that, though, I think it comes with like one, the artist uh, freedom. Like, so when you're doing it that way versus like making an actual movie about it, like I think you can stick it feels more familiar to you. So, like, my thing is, like, even, like, let's say they try to take one of the One Piece movies or even, like, the Dragon Ball Z Brawley movie and try to bring it to the big screen. Well, now I don't have any context to the characters at all. So you got to find actors that look like the characters. Now you're bringing a whole new audience in because it's a movie. So some people semi-know about Dragon Ball Z. Like, there's other stuff that add to it versus, like, a side movie from a franchise that is really only marketed to people that are into the franchise. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like, I just can just consume that. And then now you got to think about like what Player 5 said, like the budgets are smaller. So it's like on the movie screen, you have to somehow make it look as dope as the anime on a movie screen. Like with live action characters, the amount of special, yeah, the amount of special effects, CGI, all that shit you would need to do it to where you would feel like you could even appreciate it on the same level. I don't even think there's a budget big enough for that, to be honest. No, like, I don't, I don't see how they would... They would need to spend, they would spend more money than they spent on Avengers to do that. Yeah. So, and it's not going to happen. Uh, I don't think so, because if we just look at the Spider-Man movie alone, the Spider-Man movie had a lot of, um, the most recent one, had a lot of anime-like movements. Um, and I think that, honestly, the first and the successful anime that gets turned into the movie will not be an action-heavy one. Uh, I don't believe that's going to work. Um, you're going to have to build to that, get the funds for it. But if they did something that's like medium action heavy, like let's say if they did like a, a Roni Kenshin or, or Trigun or Cowboy Bebop, where it's like, hey, we can definitely get those actions and movements uh, to happen, then they could do it. Yeah, stuff like that would work. So I'm, saying, I'm, I'm referring yeah. more to like typically the most popular shonen, right? Black Clover, for example. If they make a Black Clover money, I mean movie, that's going to cost a shit ton of money. Like it's, it's just it's just so much special effects that everything they do is it would, would involve special effects. special effects. Yeah, yeah. They walk in and it's, it's special yeah. effects. Like, so I mean, that, that's just gonna be bread right there. Yeah, it, it's gonna take time, but it's just like with the comic book movies. Like before this recent era, like comic book movies were trash. You know what I'm saying? You'd get one per decade that was kind of decent. So it's yeah, like yeah. it's gonna take time for like enough anime niggas, like niggas that's really into anime, not a nigga that just seen Dragon Ball Z and also into directing and shit like that, like up the ladder. Once that happened, then I think it can happen. Or that okay, I just they need to it, fix their fucking movie fucking 
I think it just needs to get yes. cheaper. Like, I mean, as technology gets cheaper over time, it'll be cheaper for them to make that kind of movie. When that happens, it, then it really is just like who who decides to make it. But as long as it's cheap enough, there's not, I don't see them. There's anything like my, holding them back from doing it. I still think there's an issue with the storytelling, like because my thing is, and like I was bringing up earlier, it's like anime has a very it it tell it tells like a movie. So my thing is like you really can't get. I feel like the movie's oh, written well, for you more. Or well, less. yeah, like, I'm, not, just, I'm not even thinking about movies in that sense because I don't think I think anime would be better suited for like a TV show as opposed to a movie. I'm just talking about live action in general. I'm not saying like an actual yeah. movie, a two hour movie, because like you said, it's it'll be it'll be along the lines of the movies, the animated movies they release now. That's for the fans of the of the anime already because right. you, you can't put a One Piece movie out. What what off are you going to start with? You're going to start with that first off that doesn't really do anything. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, that's what I'm saying. A TV a show to... would be would work better for anime in general to me. Yeah. Mm. I see. I felt like I said. I think. Yeah. If you're talking about sticking to main characters, maybe I can see your point on maybe making it a TV show. I think if you want to go the movie route, you got to do not any main characters. It has to be like some side story built on in a big world, or you have to pick a relatively short anime like for example a demon slayer you could probably easily cut out the fat and trim that to a two-hour movie because modern slayer naruto has a... will work a what a modern naruto like uh, if you did basically the naruto retelling like because the show is done there have been ton of spinoffs like people are used to that being spent like almost like they are like with uh american things if you did a modern telling of naruto mm-hmm. like i think it could work uh, it'd be like a kung fu action flick with a little bit of hint of magic in there, just like the original Batman. Yeah, or not the original, I'd, but you know. I'd be interested to see that too. But my my other concern, I guess, is that when you take a step back and you really do look at the high level story of of an anime, it's very generic. So I go like, how do you like like you were saying with the the Naruto thing? There's pr- probably a potential to make that interesting. But, like, let's say they trimmed the fat and was like, all right, cool, we could fit this into two hours. It just becomes a movie you've seen before. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't see, see how, how it does anything new. That's, that's pretty no. much, like, my big thing, too. Like, in the end, at least for me, like, just talking about my opinion and whoever else shares it, but the biggest intrigue for anime in general was because of how fantastical a world anime can create right um as far as like the comparison right now we're making it to dc and marvel in my opinion dc and marvel was more of how can you look at the world we live in with superhero changes to it anime is pretty i mean like as far as like when you first get started in a sense all of it is like an isekai right where it's like anime literally creates worlds that are just apart from what you live in now so and like and like how crazy those worlds can be all the bright colors all the crazy like pretty much special effects since we're talking about movies it's just like that is anime right and like to kind of bring anime to real life is kind of like taking away what made anime so appealing in the first place that is what i think is like the biggest issue they kind of have to deal with slash try to handle so it's like making that actual like change happen 
that's uh, I'm still unsure of how to really do that. And like the big, as far as, as far as like what you guys have been talking about so far, I think the only thing that's really going to cut it is again that super like stupid money budget. Like that, that's like the only way I really see it like happening where like people are truly excited about it. Again, mm-hmm. unless we're talking about anime that is purely as close to related as to like everyday life, like slice of life, you know, like basic kind of yeah, drama. That's why. Kind of situation. Because yeah. like, like, you know, soap operas, you know, like everyone loves soap operas in that kind of way. So, I mean, that I see, sure. But as soon as you get into like the extra, like just even slightly supernatural aspects of it, I just don't see it really happening. Like if I said, I mean, it'll be like a hybrid, like not the crazy like action. Like I said, Black Over, no. But I think Demon Slayer, I think that can easily be replicated, I feel like. If they had the bread, of course, if they want to spend yeah. it. But I don't think it would be tough for them to do that. I, I don't think Demon Slayer is much different than what um, like superhero movies are now, you know? That's a, it's a very generic story with Demon Slayer. That's why I think it's easily, like, the world build. Demon Slayer was shit at world building. My problem is when it gets to, like, kind of what um, a, a Juggle was saying, like, the world building piece or the fantastical piece or the power system piece, that's when I feel like as a fan, if that's not captured in the movie, which I feel like it becomes hard to do, that's when you go, like, all oh, this kind of shit. Because you're just like, well, yeah. But I feel like Demon Slayer sucked at that. So when it comes to, like, actually putting that in a movie, it's pretty straightforward. It's just like, oh, here's some niggas. Here's, like, special magical shit they can do with it. Now here's the overall point. You just got to feed, you got to just defeat this guy Muzan. That's a very generic movie storyline. All you have to do is execute that well, and then you can probably get there. And now the, the budget is like, all right, cool, fancy sword shit. But, like, you know, we've done this before. So they can, they can use a high budget to get it to Demon Slayer level. Or they don't. Like, they can easily make that into something reasonable. But now, long-running stories like Naruto, One Piece, where it's like, damn, I appreciate the characters, the villages. Like, two hours, you got to make sure you touch on everyone's fan favorites. You got to give them the respect they deserve. You got to introduce them to the new niggas. All in two hours? Like, it's very hard, I think. Uh, yeah, I think all the long, all the long series are out of it. Like, you're not going to make a movie out of those shit. If, and if it is a movie, it'll be like like the movies now, where it's, it's not related to the story at all. Even yeah. even Demon Slayer, I, I don't think I think they'd be better off doing a movie of like kind of extrapolating like all the the prequel stuff. So how like all the show moves on, how he started out as a demon, and how like the first fire fire sword nigga was fighting him and stuff like that. That yeah. should make a better movie than the actual current like storyline. Um, That's right too. As and then you can make a TV like I said, I think a TV show would work better for most. For most of them, anyway. But TV shows don't have the budget movies have, so that's another issue itself. Yeah. Any other points on the anime manga debate? Give it to no, me. I was just trying to look up. I was just trying to look up any um, video game. Well, any movies that were created after video games to see if there were any ones that lived in a um, highly animated world that was um, well received within a movie. But did anyone check out Sonic? How was that? I haven't watched it yet. Hmm. No, I haven't. I honestly don't get the obsession with trying to make things live action. Though I don't, I don't see, I don't see why. Like, I think is with? that it brings it closer to real for the actual fans. Like I think it worked really well with the superhero movie 
it's like for me, that's why I enjoyed the the DC ones at least because I felt like that was the closest I've ever felt like I've seen up until that point of a movie that made me feel like I would that it was like, oh, this is what the world would be like if Superman really existed. Like this is what that shit would feel like. That I felt like the live action aspects helps bring that realism to you over the the cartoon thing. But mm. that's that's my reason, I think. And I think honestly it makes you more money. Like, cause you're, you gotta remember your average. No, of person. course, of course, that's the that's the oh, reason yeah. of everything. You oh. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, like outside, outside of the bread, I guess. So Gee, not, for, not for, the, not for the, the creators of the movie. I'm talking about for the consumer then, in in that in that sense. Like, why do we go? Why do we go watch it? Yeah. Yeah. Do people still pay to like go see certain actors in movies? No, do you feel I like that's so. really a thing now. Still. Yeah. No. I think so. Well, you can definitely bet that a bunch of the Beyonce fans are going to see uh, <laughs> Panther 2 just to see her. That's true. Yeah. But she's not an actor. Like, musicians are a little different, I feel like. I don't think people I, are going to see actors, though. I feel like it's only true for me in uh, terms of, like, kung fu flicks, because I still watch those. So, like, if I see, like, a Donnie Yen, a Jackie Chan, uh, like, you know, certain names in a movie, I'll, like, I'll immediately put some clout to, like, it's probably worth the watch. Or at least like a, a a chance, but you mean like the Expendables those, one and two? Huh? You mean like the Expendables one and two? How they put a bunch of big names? Oh yeah, Expendables oh, definitely ass. had that clout for me, where I was like, oh yeah, when they did Wesley Snipes and when I was like, all right, yeah, I probably got to get this a shot at some point. I'm not gonna go to theaters to watch it, but I'll watch it. <laughs> True. Oh yeah, I mean I would watch things, but like like you said, I wouldn't pay for certain things just because somebody's in it. It's kind of like what Will Smith said one time: it's like the superstar is kind of dead. It's some of it that don't really exist anymore. Mm. I think social media kind of killed it for most people. Mm. Unless you were grandfathered in. If you like, if you were like that already, kind of, then you yeah. might still have it. But especially any new niggas, no, they're they going to never get that. Alright. True. Mm. Alright, is that it for this? Yes, sir. If so, on to Manga Highlights. So before we get into that, just put some respect on some stuff that happened during the month, whether it's anime, manga, TV shows, whatever. Uh, for me, uh, I'm putting some respect on Doro Hedero on Netflix. Uh, it was just a random watch for me. Picked it up one day. Um, felt like getting through it. Um, and I thought it was dope. I think I might have like happened upon the manga one time in my searches a long time ago and not know what the fuck was going on. And it's good to see that in the anime, it's it's still that. You don't know what the fuck is going on. Um, <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's just one of those shows, like, if you like silly, dark um, comedy or, like, just random shit, it's one of those types of animes. Just real yeah. short, sweet, crazy, but, but interesting and fun. And uh, they, for once, actually made me okay with this, like, 3D shell-shaded shit. I would they definitely say this. I was okay with it. That was one of the best ones I've seen of it, where I Agreed. wasn't actually bothered by it. So. Yeah, like sometimes you actually—I don't know about you, but I literally like forgot it was CGI. Sometimes the right. only thing that like kept me reminding was the um, uh, was like the uh, the women's faces uh, in particular. Oh yeah, like those that that definitely like you know like uh, what's the best way to describe it? Like they all had uh, like like a baby face, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I guess like that kind of reminded me like why does that look weird and it's like oh okay yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so like it definitely had like some sparks there but like overall it was 
it, it, it was okay. Like I didn't have any like really big, um, big like big beef with that. Pretty much, that's like the same as you. But uh, yeah, definitely a silly kind of dark uh, comedy aspect to it. And I don't know why, but it kept reminding me of um, of Soul Eater, and like a very vague, like really. I can see it in the- like I don't know. Like, did you see that at all too? I, I can see why you would say that. It did give that kind of a vibe. I think maybe the art styles were not like similar in that way, but like the way that Sorcerer World is kind of built. Maybe that's I, I feel like it reminds me a little bit of like some of the missions they went on in Soul in uh in Soul Eater, like when they were fighting the wolf and shit like that. So mm-hmm. I could totally feel you. I think the world is m- maybe built similarly across the two. Yeah, um, that kind of like that. That kind of um, how would you say it? Like the like not just that it's like a dark world, but like quote unquote evil in in like yeah. you know like all of it's kind of like you know satan based and like satan okay kind of thing yes but yeah. it was like they they didn't like play on it that hard or at least didn't really get in depth into it as far as this season goes so right. I, I don't know i thought that was i mean i still thought that was like indifferent i thought i was going to be more uncomfortable by that but i don't yeah. know they played it no i actually well. i love those pieces of the story too um uh, it was weird how much I felt like they didn't explain things, but I was okay with it. Like they would introduce and not to say I'm out here like a Satan lover or whatever, but like that whole concept of the demons and shit and like the partner ceremony with the sorcerers and the sorcerers going to their world that basically just like test their powers on motherfuckers, like random humans. Like, and then they even introduced a backstory of how it wasn't always like that. Like sorcerers used to be hunted in the past. Like it was very like, uh, they definitely left a lot of things in the story that would make me want to watch season two, but I wasn't mad that they just kind of like tossed those things out there and didn't explain them. So I, I think the author did a good job of that. And then right. also, side I think note, was... he's definitely obsessed with like female bodybuilders or some shit like that. Oh, he yeah. likes to draw like, strong. Single, like minus that, like that, that one chick, but everyone else, yeah. was, every other female was small as fuck. Like I, I actually give him a little kind of big ups for that. Cause like their fights were legit too. Like, oh yeah. That was dope. Yeah. Around. But uh, but no, I think pretty much that that balance of what you were talking about with like not explaining stuff was like easily made because of how silly it was. It's almost like you took it seriously in a non-serious way or like vice versa, that like it was just OK based on like how the story was being presented um, through the episodes. So I don't know. It had like a weird I don't even know like the way to describe it. It had like a weird comfortability with it considering yeah. how effed up and uncomfortable the show really was. So, yeah. it was, it was I think, experience. Yeah, I think we definitely might have to do a should you watch on this one, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, up there, I want to put some light respect on uh, the Zenin family from Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, specifically, Toji Zenin. I think them niggas was... I don't know, this, this past month, they just really been putting some respect on that family. Um, that and now chat. Toji in this recent chapter just went in, so... I just had to to highlight that. Yeah, the fact that he jacked that tool. I mean, I'm I'm like I'm oh. happy that I called it out, but like, damn, I think they were gonna do it oh, that dirty. Like, my <laughs> God, <laughs> give a fuck. Um, and then last thing is for me, uh, for putting respect on is Gran Torino. Like, once again, I know I put respect on him last time, but once again, Gran Torino is coming out of retirement and now shining heroes consistently bro like i would say in my mind i i only think endeavor eraser head fat gum miracle and 
I might even say that's it as far as heroes. I mean, not, obviously not counting All Might, but like as far as top ten or like name pro heroes that have maybe done more than Gran Torino in the My Hero Academia manga. All these other hundreds of heroes out here have not shown me any feats, any like skill sets, any powers that tell me that like this Gran Torino, this old ass man can't catch a body off them. One and two is not putting out more work than them. Like, I don't know if they can bring heroes out of retirement and make them top 10, but they need to bring Gran Torino out and just put him up there again in the top 10 list, bro. Because I can only imagine what this nigga was like in his prime. Once again, I'm like, this dude is out here catching bodies. He's just doing shit. And I feel like all these heroes aren't. Yeah, big facts. We came to yeah. the same back to back. I mean, homie just puts in work whenever he's on the scene. Like, I'm telling you. I'm the like, true number one hero. He he just saved Declan them, and like I don't even know where he was or what distance he was able to jump. But just imagine, like this is a guy in retirement. <laughs> so like, what the fuck was he doing not in retirement? And they keep talking about this quirk singularity shit. Like niggas was hoes back in the day. I'm like, Gran Torino was not a hoe, clearly. Like, that nigga was, was up. <laughs> like, this man is always saving lives and he got arthritis and shit. The fuck? Oh, the facts. It's on heart. All right. Anything else people want to put respect on this month? Or we can move into the. Uh, real quick, in general, I finally got to watching um, Puella, Magi, Madoka, Magica. Yo. If y'all and, like, the audience have not watched that show, that is literally a must-watch. You I watch was... all the long-name animes. I'm sorry. You have in the longest... I'd be, like, trying to think after the fact. I'd be like, yo, what was that anime Jugga suggested that had that long-ass name? And I'd be like, I don't fucking know. It was, it was too bad. If you Madoka, it'll, you'll get there. Well, uh, Magi, Madoka, Magica. But, I mean, I was... I was taken aback. I mean, it's one of those anime that people are, you know, it's like, you know, kind of one of those like classics, I guess people have been saying, um, as far as like, you need to watch it, you need to watch it. It's really good, maybe dark, blah, 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 blah. But I was just overall impressed for the simple reason that in 12 episodes, they skillfully and like just elaborately explained the entire plot and hit extremely big and mature themes and aspects of the show and like actually like had it from beginning to end and explained them perfectly within only 12 apps like i would literally go as far as to say that like as far as anime goes it's probably the best 12 episode story that i've ever watched i mean it's just it's just they like they just pack so much in it and they do it so like they, they just like weave them together so well that I just I just wasn't ready for it, especially with like still how weird and slightly dark of an anime it is. Like I just and especially like for a magical girl anime, like it just I think it like broke waves. Like it just made like like no one was expecting that from a magical girl anime to hit so many adult themes and to actually be just so mature and finish the story again within twelve apps. I just have never seen that in such a small amount of time. So. If y'all looking to like, you know, dig deep a little bit and like actually like really, I don't know, like actually hit you a little bit, especially in the 12 episodes, take a peek at it. But my bravo to them. I'm glad I watched it. I put respect on it as well. You should watch it. 
Oh, you checked it out, Playboy? I watched it a long while ago. I probably should rewatch it by now. Yeah. yeah. If you were like a kid watching, you'll probably hit like a like a whole nother like appreciation for it, no doubt. All right, anybody got anything else to put some respect on this month? Um, I, I wouldn't say put respect on it, but I finally watched Parasite on Netflix. Um, <laughs> Have you never watched it before? Or like no, I never, re- no, I never seen oh, it. Oh wow. Wow. Um, you wouldn't put respect on it though? Ooh. It was it was just all right. Ooh, it wasn't like, wow. crazy to me. Really? A time passer. Damn. Damn. I would say like, uh, uh, I don't know. In my opinion, I say Parasite is a solidly good anime. Would it be like gold level? But I would say it's like, would it be gold level? No. But would I say like it's something that definitely stood the test of time? Because that shit old. Like, I would say, yeah. Is it that old or old is it? That shit was old. Like the Parasite one came out like the eighties. I want. Uh, the the one that's on Netflix is a, a, a updated a one. Remake, yeah. Yeah, but I mean it's off of the old ass manga. Probably two thousand tens or. But I'm saying like it's based off an of old ass manga. Like the story they're telling is still based off the manga. They yeah, yeah. Like a couple things here and there, but it's like mm-hmm. old as fuck. Like the fact that that's still, wrong. it was it time. was decent. It was still decent. I just thought it was gonna be like, wow, you know. <laughs> Well, that's the 80s part of it, I feel like. It's not going to be wild because they, he probably never, you know what I'm saying? He wasn't competing with DBZs back then. He didn't need to make his shit big no, and flashy. No, it's not about the flashiness. It's just like, I mean, the actual story itself. I thought it was going to be, from what wow. I understand, people like, kind of talk about it, like have it on a higher tier than it seemed to be to me. But it, it was so decent, like I said. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of those things because it's such a well-told story. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how many flaws would you really say you were like, eh? Or plot holes that you were like, eh? I felt like the, the villains were pretty good. The character development was pretty solid. And, uh, like, I liked the characters. I don't know. Where did you put it? Because you just recently watched it, too, Player 5. Do you think it's accurate? Like, it's a man thing? Or uh, you felt like you put a little bit higher? So when I even originally watched it, I felt like niggas very, they hyped it. They they hyped mm-hmm. it to, like, uh, legendary levels. And yeah. and if you've been hearing that, like if, if he been hearing that growing up and then watched it, I could see where the like oh it's man is coming from. Cause I always yeah, that's exactly where it's coming from. But it's definitely not like the thing I'd be like, yo, bro, hey, if you got five animated watch before you die, parasite on there. Like that's how niggas was going in the early two thousands. Mm. See that goat talk. Know. It's that goat talk that'd be fucking it up. Yeah. It's classic. I think that's because we were doing that in that panel we had too. They were they were talking about Yu Yu Hakusho like niggas was getting mad because people were saying like Yu Yu Hakusho is like a goat and thing is like I think it's just a classic like it's, it's a good show it kind of stands the test of time like you should watch it kind of thing versus like goat where it's like um, if you don't watch it like you're some type of I don't know crazy person I feel like Parasite is definitely a classic if thinking considering the time it came out like the actual original manga. The fact that I could still watch it in 2010 and y'all, apparently y'all in 2020 and still go like I got through the whole thing, I I think it says something about the work. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy, in mm-hmm. my opinion. But I agree. They each his own. Anything else for personal respect? Now, if not, player five, you can hop into your. I, I got my thing. Boy, Grant. Uh, so I just uh, watched Haiku. However you pronounce it, the volleyball oh, anime. Yeah. Volleyball. And uh, that shit was decent as hell. 
Um, yeah. I'm kind of disrespectful well, the way the I think genre, it is. Sports and delinquent manga, I think, are my two subgenres right there, bro. I haven't, I haven't, uh, I don't know, disliked a sports anime yet so far. Yeah, I have to agree. Um, my my one gripe with the uh, anime though is um, that they ended it right before the uh, you know the final team that they final had to go before the before yeah. the match, and I'm just like, that what got, the fuck? That got me big, man, because I feel like with the other sports animes I've watched, usually you get through the major tournament or you see them get to like their major tournament shit. Like Hinamaru was like, okay, we gonna build towards this like big final tournament, and and they actually showed it, and then like. What else did we watch that was uh, sports? Corogno Basket. Like, I think the first season probably built to, like, the winter tournament. You probably saw them play that. But I feel like with them, it was just really just those first two were – they only got two seasons on Netflix, right? Uh, yeah. I think those first two seasons, they, like, spend – in my opinion, spend way too much time exploring that, like, dynamic between um, those two teams. Like, the, the guy – the. Uh, what the fuck is his name? The I think it's Kaguya? I don't know. The dude with the black hair and the guy he used to like play under that goes to that other team. Like I felt like they spent way too much time hyping up that rivalry. And I was just like, uh, I care, but I don't care as much as like seeing the other teams play. Like and how cold they are. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like when they did the uh whole um what it was like five or six teams all competing against each other, and you get to see like one team was good with uh, combination attacks. One good, one team was good with blocking. One team has uh, this ultimate spike or whatever. And I was like, okay, that's lit. So we're going to be able to see how, you know, these other teams can help the main team that we're watching be able to grow each of their characters in, the, in specific ways. Well, that seemed like the most interesting thing, the interesting part to it, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. the, the, iron, the iron wall of Date, I think. <laughs> yeah, big tech. Them niggas was funny to me, but yeah. Uh, anything else for the month? If not, player five, go ahead and share your my hero academia theory. All right, uh, it's a it's a pretty lengthy one. Uh, feel free to interject if ever you get to a point where you like, huh? But I'm gonna tell you the main point of of this theory after watching reading these chapters, and then I'm gonna get into it. And so the main point is that Deku is all for one's uh, child, uh, and his quirk is the uh, ability to replicate quirks. Okay. So now, um, this is Deku's secret quirk, of course. That um, so so this is this is my info on it. So we know from Aizawa, first thing is that um, like it, he doesn't just like shut off quirk. Like Aizawa doesn't shut off quirks; he suppresses their quirk factor, right? So we know that there is a possibility to basically suppress one's quirk factor. Your quirk is not gone; it's just suppressed. But for all intents and purposes, your quirk might as well be gone, right? Okay, so now my first set of, uh, or my first part of the theory is that um, all for one's quirk. Uh, don't you know how they say in uh, my hero that people learn new stuff about their quirk all the time, and that um, you know uh, you may think your quirk is one thing, but a few years down the road realize it's another. I think all for one's quirk is a is a two parter, and uh, one is that he doesn't steal your quirk; he suppresses uh, your quirk factor and then replicates that quirk factor in another person. Um, so that's the first part. Okay. Um, and then, so then we so it's know like that, a trade. Yeah. It's like a trade, not an actual steal, more like a trade. Okay. 
Um, and then, so another thing that we know is that um, quirks are also called, can be hereditary. So, like, you can get an aspect of your parents' quirk. We know this through the Todoroki's, right? So, let's just say um, if Deku is um, all for one's son or some r- relation to him, then with that uh, aspect of all for one, like, if it is the way I said it worked, then it would be reasonable to say, like, okay, Deku got a portion of his father's quirk, the ability to replicate quirks, okay? Um, and, but without having to, uh, like, you know, suppress it, um, this could be a move forward or it can just be a side thing, however you feel about it. Okay. Um, so then I think that the Dr. Ujiko then takes, um, Deku's quirk when he's a child. I think that's Ujiko's whole purpose is to take strong quirks from children to give to all for one. Okay. Um, we know that at least before the main story, no moves weren't a thing. And the only reason no moves are a thing now is because they can now replicate quirks, right? So up until recent history, uh, the Ujiko and, and all for one did not have the ability to replicate a quirk. So this isn't an ability of all for one. This is some new thing that they got, right? Um, so I believe that their ability to replicate quirks in Nomus and in other people is through um, Deku's old quirk, the ability to replicate quirks. Um, and we've seen examples like All for One itself was even replicated. Um, another bit of evidence I have for this that it is not some technology that allows them to re- replicate quirks is that we see the same thing with Eerie. Like there's no technology that allows you to erase quirk, only Eerie's quirk that rewinds you to before you had a quirk factor can erase your quirk, right? So we we already got uh, precedents in this world that quirks can be used as pseudo technology to manipulate quirks. Okay. Um, so then, and now the reason I think that Deku has this quirk. Okay. So now we're gonna go to the Deku part. Why I believe Deku has this quirk. Um, he has. You think he has a replicate quirk right now, or are you saying like? Yes, I think he has okay. it because remember I said that um, all for one's ability is to suppress your quirk and then replicate it. And the reason I believe he has a suppressed version of his quirk and his quirk isn't actually gone is because um, once you give him all for one, all for one boosts the quirk that you already have. So if you had a suppressed quirk, there's reason to believe that all for one could boost you back to having that quirk. And the first thing we see Deku do when he gives all for one that's abnormal is now he can reproduce the quirks of these other people. No other person with All for One could do that. And some could argue like, hey, maybe um, All for One um, wasn't um, powerful enough yet. Or maybe I should say One for All. Y'all know what the fuck I'm talking about, though, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe people would say, oh, One for All wasn't powerful enough yet. But I'm like, come on, bro. All Might was the most powerful hero in history. That motherfucker was powerful enough. I think it's because Deku has the ability to replicate quirks that he can sense the quirks these original users had and then replicate their quirk. Which is why so Deku think is getting the, the So do you think the relationship with these, the like Avatar-esque relationship he has with the previous users is due to his quirk? I think the Avatar-esque relationship is due to uh, the, the... It could be either, but I personally think it's just due to the nature of One for All. But then the ability to access their quirks, like, oh, mm-hmm. like, you know, because even All Might say he saw the visages, right? So we know that that's not a Deku thing. Right. But Deku was able to see the visages and then copied a quirk, which I think is uh, some like different manifestation. Uh, It could be of his ability to copy quirks or or, uh, replicate quirks. Um, And then this also takes me to the My Hero movie. Uh, In the My Hero movie, Deku gives 
Bakugo won for all, but at the end of the day, Deku still had one for all. And my argument, mm-hmm. the, what they argued in the movie is that, oh, one for all is sentient now, which I think is goofy because it's just a quirk. I think that maybe Deku was actually using his ability to replicate quirks to give um, Bakugo all for one, which is why he got the strength enhancing and not the other quirks because he can replicate quirks. Mm-hmm. Um, I mm-hmm. think that's my theory right there. I mean, I think I I buy a lot of what you're saying. The only thing that I go, like, confusing, like, so I guess the, I was up with you until it goes, like, how he got his power back. Because my thought is I thought they could have easily explained that away with um Aerie. Like, since he had Aerie backpack for that period of time, like, while he was fighting Overhaul, they could say mm-hmm. maybe it came back at that point in time. Because I'm guessing... If we look back at the storyline, all of the shit started changing right after that arc anyways. That's true. So it actually probably lines up a lot with the time frame. Uh, and then other than that, the only other question would be if he's all for one son. Um, uh, just like, no, I think that would pretty much be it. Just when he got it back. And then I think the after that is just a the extra relationship they added with the visages and how that applies to like him taking the quirks from one for all, because I can see that being explained two ways. One kind of what you were like throwing out there, but two also that since his power, like boosts quirks as well, I'm guessing it like is taking what his original quirk was and taking, turning it up to 11. So it might be that now it does allow him to take, I don't know, powers that were associated with all for one, because it's like technically a high level version of his original quirk replication power. That yeah. makes sense. I but, uh, like that addition to the theory even better. <laughs> so now <laughs> that is officially a part of the theory. <laughs> wow. So boom, right there. There's the full theory. Airy backpack. Damn. Huh. Well, so this just goes on with the theory that Airy can um, get Mirio back to how he was, right? That trash yeah, think... nigga done. You said it's already been done? No, I said that trash ass nigga done. Bro, yeah. stop putting oh. disrespect on Nine? ghosts, man. Wait, what? what? Wow. The slander. I just felt like, I just felt you like just got another nomination, bro. Goofy of the year. <laughs> I just felt like disrespecting the nigga. Y'all, y'all gotta, uh, you know, be cool with me. You know, we, we in troubled times right now. Wow. <laughs> Same nigga that just um, requested that I shoot whoever was in my house, a.k.a. my girl. Hey, bro. You see how they got me thinking different, bro. You can't take anything I say as evidence for Goofy of the Year. What? Oh, my God. Don't make me, don't make me sue the company. I, I'll, I'll sue y'all ass, bro. Yeah, wow. You know this conversation is recorded, right? I thought you was yeah. even trying to get it. and now you're... Wow. Like, what? Damn. Damn. Yeah, that might need to be concrete goofy nomination. God damn. I was yeah. right that. Um, okay, let's switch back gears. Uh, we <laughs> about, right, the uh, the theory. Um, to be honest, the, the biggest question I have is that I was going back and forth with William. I think I think it was you who first mentioned it about Deku being um all for one son. And the only reason I can't get that is because of the personality of All for One. Because, like, knowing him, there's no way he would just, like, give up his air, right? Because, like, I mean, he's he's kind of like that kind of 
controlling, like always wanting to kind of F up the next generation. And in my opinion, at least at the time, who would be better to do it than like, you know, his own flesh and blood, especially if it was a possibility of his flesh and blood having part of uh, having, uh, you know, part of his quirk in the first place. So uh, I, I just don't I mean, I, it's, it's hard for me to really see that he'll turn out Deku being his son because of that fact alone. I feel like, but then that goes to imply that somehow uh, All for One cares about his children. You know, we do know that Deku Dad is is like not seen, so he's probably something important. And then, like, my thing is like, he chose for his he chose his uh, successor. He chose specifically for his successor to be the the grandchild of of a bitch. He ain't like you know what I'm saying? Or maybe he he did like her. Who knows? They even say Deku Mom kind of looked like her. Or all might said that you know. So I I don't know about that part. Here's, all, here's all I can say is. I think it is an assumption that he would care about a child if he had one, because he hasn't necessarily shown the capacity to care about anything yet, in my opinion. Tomura, I guess, but... <laughs> well, I mean, like, no, I, I meant in the sense of, like, he wouldn't care for his child, quote-unquote, but okay. his child would be the perfect successor at the time, considering. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, if he, if he, if he was always about, you know, it, it would be kind of uh, kind of like an um, endeavor situation, right? Like, like the first person you're going to, like, you know, um, think about, at least, as far as, like, uh, leaving your legacy behind would be your own children, right? So, like, why would he, like, immediately give up his own child? I mean, I think he's still trying to, uh, uh, you know, live forever. That's just my opinion. But I could see if he's just like uh, Endeavor. Endeavor is effectively he he was cheating his children or treating his children like objects. Like you may be my legacy, but I really only want you for your quirk. So it, it could be literally the exact same thing with um with um what's his name uh all for one he could be like hey yeah you're my kid but i'm only using you so that you could birth me a cool quirk that i can steal right i mean i'm just saying like that would just like support the fact that he would at least chill with deku until he finds out though right why what do you mean i don't i mean i don't necessarily see why that supports the fact that he would have a emotional connection to Deku, like there's there's no reason to have a emotional connection with Deku if you only made him to get you a cool quirk. No, no, no. I'm not saying no, no, no. I'm not supporting like the emotional fact as far as like actually caring for your kid. I mean, we're we're, we're both on the same page as yeah. far as like to looking at um, we'll just say young person at the time to carry on the legacy because like you know I'm pretty much with your theory in the sense that he's still using um, Shigaraki in that fashion. It's not like, you know, all for one cares and loves for, for Shigaraki. Just at the time of, like, you know, supposedly the story is true. Like, when he met, Shigaraki was just the perfect person to do so. I'm just saying, though, that he still found Shigaraki when he was, like, a little kid. So why Shigaraki? Like, why was the focus off of Deku and onto Shigaraki in the first place? That's that. That's the kind of like what I'm like having a tough time uh, trying to understand. That's maybe because Shigaraki older, so they like were young at different points in time. I don't, I like that. Oh, actually, I that, that's a good that's a good question. Like, what is actually the age difference between Shigaraki and Deku? Well, Shigaraki's an adult at the very least. Um, I'm pretty sure we probably look it up somewhere. I'll look it up and see. But I know he's adult at the very least. So uh, one that, thing I 
Oh, yeah. One thing I wanted to throw out there, though, I think that could also be a possible explanation is, um, I he's mean, Alfred wanted, oh, he's 20. And then Deku's, what, like 13? 14, 14. I think. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm seeing it now. Okay, so Shigaraki, they're saying right now is 20. Okay. Yeah. All right, so I guess that makes sense in that respect. Okay, then never mind. I'll take that back then. So the focus well, was just on him because he was just born first. And then, like, he didn't really care about the other kids because he already had Shigaraki. All right, never mind. That's it. I, I would actually see, like, more um, as far as the all-for-one thing. I wouldn't see Deku as a direct descendant of all-for-one because I still... My thing is, like, why then, why now? I feel like all-for-one has lived for a bunch of years, so he's probably had a bunch of kids. So mm-hmm. I personally think it, his dad probably could be, like... And this is only because I, I want to buy that there might be like a the country other country theory out there mm-hmm. so i felt like his dad could be someone of prominence in another country and what happens is in order to do that segue of like oh deku leaves gets get boxed up somewhere else and comes back and like catches bodies is his dad is existing but his dad is actually a descendant of all for one so it's like it's in the bloodline but he's not like a direct all for one descendant in the same way that tomura is not a like like the Nana Shimura or whatever is not his mom. You know what I'm saying? It's his grandma or whatever. So it's like, it's still, yeah, they're related, but not in the, where they have to do this like direct, oh, this dude's your father and he's like super evil thing. It could just be like, oh, well, my descendant is this super evil motherfucker and you can still carry the same weights without it, without you having to explain all things. Because I still don't get, mostly why I don't buy that theory is Deku's mom. It's just her as a person. I don't get why all for one would pick her as a suitor. You know what I'm saying? How they ended up meeting. Like, none of it adds up, and none of her backstory adds enough in my mind to really explain why she would be chosen to bear Deku. Which is why. I guess. But that's what I'm saying. It just doesn't add up to me. Like, I feel like it could be, like, he has a real hero dad out there somewhere in another country. And that guy, you can make up whatever story you want is how the mom and them met. But then well, you can just say that that guy's a descendant of all for one. They did say that his dad is a salary man, so we know he's not a a hero unless he like a vigilante or something. Maybe. What I mean, hero? Yeah, that's a lot that you would tell him. Oh, this nigga. Okay, a businessman. He can work for the government. <laughs> <laughs> On that hawk shit, they're trying to introduce that whole. Hawks government experiment back end shit, so he could work for the fucking government on some CIA shit. Ooh. He could be. Yeah, we'll see. I, I just don't buy the I just am always iffy about the Alpha one and Deku being his direct descendant because I still feel like they didn't even do that with Tomura. And Alpha One has lived for so many years. That's that's also the other big piece. Is like if you live for all of these years, I mean you gotta have kids out there if you chose to have them, or you just didn't. Right? Why? Why then? Why now? You know, if you didn't have them before. Uh, Yeah, my only answer or rebuttal to that is that you know, Quark uh, generation is random, as we've seen with Endeavor and his kids. It could be that he literally be out there, you know, putting his seed to the world. You feel me? And just it could just be like, hey, it was all this a lit Quark. I need that. because like so we know uh he is able to transfer uh uh what's that quirk uh, all for one 
So it's just like, uh, I don't know, like, why give that quirk to the doctor if your goal isn't to, to steal uh, quirks of people, you know? So, hmm. I don't know. We'll see. That, 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 that's a theory. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. okay. I mean, we got ourselves a, another My Hero theory. Niggas wasn't buying the Dobby shit, but it's okay. This one might have some more stickiness to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else on manga? Anybody want to talk about? Or we can move on to MVPs and Goofies. All right, let's say MVPs and Goofy. So for my MVP of the month, I'm going to have to give it to N from uh, Doho Edoro or whatever it's called on Netflix. Uh, this man is like the strongest sorcerer in the in the world of this show. And his power is just that he turns things to mushrooms with his breath. I just found it absolutely hilarious that this guy was able to make it to basically the top of his world off doing that. Um, and as a character, he's just like, I don't know, hilarious and interesting. Like, he's a businessman. It, I don't know, it's just some funny yeah. shit with this dude in general. But I enjoyed a lot of the scenes with him. Um, and I'm, I'm interested to see more of him in season two. Mm. Um, now for Goofy, I had already said it was, was going to be twofold in, earlier in this episode. But yeah. first off, what I had originally was Promised Neverland. I already wrote this before the final chapter got released. I read the final chapter. Didn't change it being a Goofy. If anything, I'm doubling down on the, the show being fucking goofy. Still goofy of the year in my my mind, or at least a nominee. Uh, so, yeah, Promise Neverland, goofy. My second goofy has to go to the Sea Emperor from fucking Baki. That boy was too bold and too stupid. I know he didn't open his mouth talking about, um, yeah, we're going to drop you all five out of five. Like, what? Goofy. So, and then and then to then to, like, try to whatever, mentally finesse his L talking about, well, if you don't die, then you didn't lose. Like, all right, bro. Next. So, that's, that's it for me. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give my MVP to uh, Scratchman Apu, simply okay. because I just didn't see that coming, those actual, those blows to, like, Luffy and Zoro, and actually, like, even for a hot second, KOing Luffy in that one hit. Like that, I mean that—that's just like insta respect in my book, and like we talked about already in the previous episode. But I mean, his ability, I guess, pretty is, is OP if the only true defense would be to plug up your ears. So, like at least when you, like, if you just try to run up on him, not knowing what's up, I mean, you—you taking the L is pretty much what they were trying to say. So oh, yeah. definitely giving big ups for um, you know, actually like us understanding now his like power concept. He's definitely up there now. Um, as far as Goofy, though, I already talked about it, but Muhammad Ali Jr., bro, like, god damn, man. <laughs> what, what is you doing with your life, bro? Like, why did you... Like, they literally knocked on the glass saying, yo, come outside. Like, all you had to do was just say no. Like, it would have been okay running away. <laughs> like, I mean, told us, man, come outside. This kid, I mean, homie <laughs> literally had casts, like, all over his body, and they ran up on him and gave him the option pretty much to come outside. Would they would have chased him down? Maybe. But at the same time, you know you ain't getting no W, so it's like, what was the point? And then, like, him spending the game to Baki's a girl, and then just, like, literally two hits was all that needed from Baki to KO you, bro? Two hits to end the match after all that buildup? I, I'm sorry. I just, I, I, I man, I, I was, I was, I was sad. So I'm sorry, but you, you goofy. <laughs> That's it. Deuce. 
Mm-hmm. Like we just going so down me? the list. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm gonna start with being goofy in line with whatever what they said. I'm gonna just give the goofy to the entire season three of Rocky. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for all the reasons they said and and multiple others, it's just it was very disappointing. I was so sad. It it just like went completely downhill. Um. So I pro- I'm asked to watch season four, but I won't be excited for it anymore. And then. Yeah. Hmm, MVP. Tough. I don't know. Uh, Dang. Oh, can we put a Sea Emperor up as another nominee? There's a lot of goofies this year in 2020. I'm surprised at how many we've gotten <laughs> so early in the year. Yeah, but I'm I not, almost want to nominate, buddy, Sea Emperor as a as a goofy of the year. If you even want to nominate all the season three of Baki, but no, you could you could put the the goof um put the Sea Emperor up there as a goofy for the year. Official, he, another fish. He got some qualifications. I don't know if he's surviving. I don't know if he's surviving against Promise Neverland and Demon Slayer, but <laughs> hey, up there. Yeah, he is not going to beat Promise Neverland. <laughs> Probably yeah. not, but he going. He, he he in the playoffs. Yeah, he's not going to win the championship, but he in the playoffs. Uh oh, yeah, my MVP. Honestly, I'll just give it to like all these streaming services in general. Like, I feel like they've been pumping out like hell of shit. To, to get people through, like, staying at home. Yeah. Some of it is hit. Some of it is a miss. But I appreciate it, regardless. Oh. All right. All right, All right so uh, for my MVP, I'm going to give it to Yujiro Hama. Because that man has not failed to impress every time he has hit the screen. It fucking killed me when the fucking season starts. And this man rips a nigga's face off. I was like, oh, yeah, that nigga lit. was hilarious. Yeah, that nigga lit. was hilarious. Woo! And that dude, he the is. thing is, like, it's not even just that he ripped dude's face off. It's the dude whose face he ripped off, too. Because that dude was sitting there, like, they've been hinting at him in the last season about how dark and just, you know, weirdly strong he might be. And to just get curb stomped like that. Right? Like, yo, that's crazy. Mm. I was like, oh, all right, this nigga definitely living up the name that he's the strongest creature on this planet. So had to give him full respect for that shit. And then for my goofy of the month, I'm gonna give it to Chopper. Cause that nigga definitely is a fucking idiot trying to trying to bust a fucking uh, grenade at Big Mom while trying to run away. Wow. <laughs> wow. Hey bro, Chopper's just doing what he could, bro. He didn't know what to do. That man should have jumped all in that water with the rest of the gang as soon as they saw somebody popping out that door. He was a distraction. Damn, niggas can't hold him up. No, yeah, all these samurai jumping in the water. Can't nobody hold them up? You're right. I, I've never has that ever worked. <laughs> I mean, Kimon, Kimon got a devil fruit too. He jumped in the water. Did he? Yeah, oh, he did. Oh <laughs> my god! Oh shit! <laughs> and that nigga got out like it was nothing. Damn. Huh? Oh, fucked up. Well, like, well, it does look like someone pulled him out though. In his defense. Yeah, I'm sure. But anyway, he's saying Chopper could have did that shit too. Exactly. Yeah. He's much smaller, so much Chopper wants to smoke, bro. Chopper wants to smoke. <laughs> yeah, fucking me a goofy. <laughs> <laughs> if she eats him, I'd be okay with that. Damn. Wow. Chopper's a fan favorite. You gotta watch out, bro. Nick hell the niggas to drop one piece of Chopper die. Stop. Actually, that's, I'm serious. That's true, though. There's a lot of right. niggas are there just for Chopper. Bro. All right, put all them niggas in the goofy at your nomination. I mean, oh. Chopper's a good character, bro. Have you seen the uh, Kung Fu Point? 
Yeah, bro. <laughs> I bet. Come back. Don't mess around, bro. Uh, I ain't watching you get dropped, then. It's going to be a Kung Fu bitch for Big Mom. Yeah. She'll be like, damn, that, that uh, Kung Fu point has some kick in it. Wow. <laughs> 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 uh, so for my MVP, uh, I wanted to give it to Isaac from um, from Castlevania. Uh, he was a wonderful uh, portrayal of a uh, black main character, almost. You know what I mean? Like he was just doing him. He wasn't trying to be over the top or gimmicky, and he also went hard as fuck. Uh, yeah, great character development. Like you see moments where he literally questions his lifestyle and what he thinks, and yeah, he do him. I, I fuck with him heavy for that. Um, goofy of the year, or my bad month. Shit, almost got that bitch for the year, and it's mainly because the last time I watched her, I was a child, so I just saw what everybody else saw: blue fireballs and lightning bolts. But my goofy is Azula. Azula, a fucking bum. Garbo. I, I knew she was related to Zuko, but I didn't know she was related to Rock Lee. Like, that's big facts. Like, like at first, I was like, you know, I'm just like everybody else. I'm coming off of when I was a kid. Ooh, Azula, cold. Azula, better than. Ooh, ooh. You watch her and you realize, like, okay, if May and Ty Lee weren't there hard carrying her ass, she'd have got mobbed the fuck out. She did less head work on catching uh, Aang or Aang than Zuko did, and she had a billion times the resources. Like she got cool fireballs and lightning, but really all she do is acrobatically dodge and try and muscle her way through every fight. Like she 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 tries, bro. Like all she, and the only nigga she beat, she snaked. She snaked my nigga Iroh, snaked my nigga Aang. I'm like, bro, she's a buster, like a bum. She is not gonna run the ones with nobody. But you had said before you was taping for her hard last time. Yeah, I was. I was goofy. I was big goofy, bro. I rewatched it as an adult. I uh, take that back. Yeah, Azula he put himself on the list. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Azula tried, bro. Uh, so white. So she's not taking a white lotus society, bro. What about no. uh, what about your boy? <laughs> what about your boy from the white lotus? The the not Iro firebender. <laughs> oh, Jung Jung. Yeah. Yeah, she Jung Jung body her. Wow, you said she would get body. He would get body by her last time. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. But upon rewatching, I'm like, look, Azula is very good at dodging, but she yeah. tries to brute force people, and that dude is a defensive fire bending specialist. He probably eat her ass for real. Like, so does the ranking change with the females from last time, or you think it's still? Uh, yeah, Azula, Azula's at the bottom. Dang, talk <laughs> over Azula. Last place. Talk over Azula. Toffa beat Azula. Uh, uh, Ty Lee will rock Azula. Like, she literally did knock that bitch out. Like, bro, like, and, and Katara, at first, I was only remembering the fight at the end where Katara solo her. Katara solo her in, in season two, too. Like, it, it wasn't no bullshit. Ain't nobody jump in. It was like, bro, run the motherfucking ones. And, and she got body. She was about to get ripped in half. She had to jump Katara with, with uh, Dai Lee, bro. Like, trash. 
I knew the name of Zulu. Like, I'm going to rewatch the damn show now. I'm saying, like, I just rewatched it, but I was like, damn, I don't know if she was like that. Like, y'all, that, but, y'all wasn't paying attention. That's, that's I guess. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. She, she just like Rock Lee, bro. You'll watch her do all the acrobatics and shoot the blue fire and the lightning, and you like, damn, bro, she gotta be cold. She gotta be just like when Rock Lee dropped the weights. You like, he gotta be cold. But then you rewatch the movie and be like. Yo, he ain't doing shit, bro. That's all for fun, nigga. Like, she, she, she's a powerful firebender. Don't get me wrong. It ain't like niggas just be hoeing her. But, like, she's lost a straight-up ones with Zuko before the end. Like, bro, she not that good. Damn. Shit, well, that is what it is. Yep. All righty. Well, that's it for this episode of the podcast. Uh, catch y'all next time, I guess. All See right. you. Peace.